Welcome to episode 230 of I Am Talk, the Kona Super Special, and your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, hey guys, so welcome along to episode 230 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, the Kona Super Special. Special. Looking forward to it. And you know what, John, you've done good work this week because because I said on the show last week, what about Kona Super Special? And you and you had a dumbfounded look on your face, a, a look of shock, I'd say. Come through. And he went home and did his homework. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of interviews on from some couple of the stars in the sport. They'll be coming up soon. They'll be coming up real soon. So I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwhy.com Oh, coffee. People will be out there drinking that coffee in Kona. Yeah, now we got an email through from someone asking where you get the coffee in Kona. And I wasn't sure, but the boat would be out now, wouldn't it? Oh, I might not be quite out yet. It'll be out in the next day or two. Yeah. So um, swim out to the boat and uh, talk to That's Albert it. on the boat and he'll point you in the right direction. You'll be able to get it somewhere. Athlinks.com. And they will just make sure you put your results from Conan mm-hmm. on Athlinks. Right. Nice and and Extreme Endurance. And we're actually going to have a quick interview with Sandy today. Yes. Yes, about Extreme Endurance as well. So, well, John, it's the Kona Super Special. In this week's show, we've got a bit of news. We've got a hot topic of the week. And we've got a couple of interviews because John did his piece. Rasmus Henning, we've just done that interview, so that's all gone smoothly. He's about a good guy, 25 minutes or so about his year and also Kona coming up. And also managed to line up Marinda Carfrey, who we're going to a little bit later on. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So. It's going to be interesting to know his race. Okay, we've got a couple of questions and answers at the end. So we've got some news brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. And uh, Kona, John, it's a big race happening this weekend, apparently. It is. <laughs> and we're going to be, uh, Blinda was saying on Sunday, because we're going to catch up with um, some other friends who are, one of them's also a triathlete as well, the Philinator. Are you going to have a, a barbecue party? Well, we were discussing that, and she said, uh, what, we got anything on this weekend? I said, well, Kona's on Sunday. So we'll catch up with them on Sunday. I said, well... Kona's on we, Sunday. We might be watching them. Might have the laptop live outside by the barbecue or something. Because it finishes around six, six, six o'clock New Zealand time, isn't it? They're an hour ahead of us um, the day before. Yeah, so that's so yeah. this. But they're starting. It'll be one of our stories later. They're starting a little bit earlier for the elites. They're starting at six thirty, so that'll be uh, two two thirty. So it'll be three thirty New Zealand time. Oh, that's good. Around about. There you go. So, oh boy, obviously, it's just for the Kiwis out there. <laughs> so, so before we get into kind of what's happening this year, we thought we'd cover what happened last year in the race. And obviously, John and I had some great insight on that because we were there last year. So, last year's race was a pretty exciting race because it was it was two horse race on the run. You know, we had Andreas Raylert and well, no, it was actually it was a no, really interesting. Had to hold off for a long time. It was an interesting dynamic when we were standing on Lehi Drive. You know, about probably one mile into the run or so the guys coming past you didn't quite know how it was going to pan out because Mecca was looking good still he was coming off the bike good Stadler was actually looking like he was running quite well when he went past us and you had uh, Chris Liotta with a big lead off the bike and, and the pack had some work to do and Craig Alexander was and didn't run straight through by any by any stretch of the imagination it took no. his time and then it was a head-to-head battle with him and, uh, and just- Raylert and with Liotta out the front now, those runs times must have the transition time in it. Well, no, it was, it was really hot on the run last year, apparently. I mean, we were obviously, it feels hot when we were out there, we yeah. weren't running, but that was the feedback we got. It was it seemed to be hotter than normal on the run. So I'm not sure if those splits do include it. Like, Corioni ran a 248. Well, he's right? the only guy who went in the 40s. Yeah, so, um, but you don't see that many stellar run times in there. And, and 
we talk about this every year, but it'd be great to see somebody going low 240s again. But most of the time, a 245 to 248 is probably going to go well, win Well, what's race. really interesting is looking at it now, and I'm assuming it must be transition times in here, but what's what's interesting about it is you don't even have that guy who had the bad bike but pulled off a t- low 240s. You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, other than Crowey, I can't see anybody winning 240s. No. You know, and you've got some good runners happening there. Yeah. So it's like... Potts, 252, Andreas Australia, 251, and these are these are quality runners. So, yeah. Um, so that was really the story of the day. You know, Macca had his little he had his chance to win the race. He was uh, you know, rode one of the faster um bike times but only pulled off a two fifty five but he's uh, he blew for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Um and then uh the great I thought one of the great races was Ferris Ol Sultan managing to get back on the um back on the horse oh, and, and also place. Pete Jacobs. It was a yep. big breakthrough race for him, you know, he's he's a bloody good athlete, but to get a top ten for him was and he had a great day out there. And he actually said that we helped him. That's right. Yeah, remember? He we said, did. yeah, so all the boys out there helped pull him along, and so I actually took credit for it. On the girls' side of things, uh, Chrissy Wellington, well, just dominated Dojo again. To win by nearly 20 minutes in Kona is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is just a freak of nature, but just the perfect athlete, really, isn't she? she is. She's got it all, eh? Mental, physical, uh, training ethic, character. You know, like, if you were a designer, you know, to copy and paste it, an amazing athlete, it would be Chrissy, wouldn't it? And the thing is, she can go a lot faster than what she did last year. You know, she only again, she only ran a three hundred three, but I think she's shown that she's capable of running faster than that. Um, but she, do you think she, she compromised it a little bit because of her bike? Probably, but yeah. but I, but you know, if you look at her her road performance this year, there's no reason why she shouldn't go shouldn't go quicker than that this year. So, you know. You'd have to be a fool not to bet on her to win the race, but hey, sometimes... Oh, because she was <laughs> I wasn't going to pick her. <laughs> sometimes funny things happen. If she got two punches on the bike, then hey... You, know, you should need five. It's, it's, it's <laughs> gonna, look, 20 minutes, you need four. She'd, she'd need a few. So I think... Um, it's not like the year before when she got the puncher and was out there for... How long was she out there for? Probably a good 18 minutes, mm. you know, just standing on the side of the road. And still won it. That's just Easy. that rips your undies, doesn't yeah. it? If you're a competitor, so that's one going to be one of the questions I'll ask Marinda a little bit later on. Is um, how do you deal with that when you're getting absolutely smoked and you've got no hope of winning, um, and you're running for second? How does that affect you mentally? So we'll see what her responses. Well, obviously, that. Marinda didn't affect her in the run. No, I, 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 she had a great run. Yeah? She had all the best ever. That's sensational. Yeah. Um, and considering we're just talking about the boys not going that fast. You know mm. what I mean? Like she's pulling off the best run ever. That's true. And the boys, you know, got one guy below two forty. Yeah. So you know, right. and we, we saw her out there. You probably remember this from last year, guys. But you know, we saw her out there beginning of the race. I goes, "Oh, that girl's gonna blow <laughs> up because we didn't know who it was." And later on, the race, she flew past us again. She did. Yeah. But um, I think with the girls' race, and I suppose this is to some extent the guys' race as well. It just it seems to change so much from year to year. You know, the year before you had uh, Yvonne Van Vleurk in there and Sandra Wallenhurst in second and third, and Yvonne um, had I think she did. NF last year and Vollenhurst was, was ninth. Um, sometimes you get Joe Lorne up there in the top five. Um, Rebecca Keat has the potential to be up there. So it's quite changeable. So I'd say, you know, Marinda Carfrey is probably the favourite to come second along with Julie Dibbins. Um, but the rest of them, it's just, it's a really cha- changeable dynamic and who knows who's going to finish where. It's, um, it'll be good. It'll be a really good race for second and third. I think. Do you think that, like, okay. I know. Well, I'm checking this out here. But do you think with Dibbins there, who could potentially bike with Chrissy, that could put some pressure on Chrissy that could maybe take her to the crack point? 
No. <laughs> I don't know. I just, is there any angle where Chrissy could not win? Well, we put that out there last year. People were saying... Um, yeah, we're just... Yeah. She's been training too hard. She's been training too hard. She doesn't have a coach, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, minutes. Was it, was it last year that she had the broken arm? Was it like, I can't remember. No, it was this year before she had the broken arm. And people go, oh, that's going to stop her. And then look what she did in right. So, you know, it's it's... Probably her race to lose, I guess. And uh, yeah, I'm just thinking: is there, is there any way that Chrissy's going to come in, you know, second, or you know, or not win? And even it's if, hugely unlikely. But at the same time, you know, like even if she had a bad day, she'd still win. You yeah, know? like if, if they say, you know, well, twenty minutes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. twenty minutes. You know, you might have not such a good day, and you're 10, 15 minutes slower, but she should, she should still potentially. Is it this year's field? Where's this year's field? Uh, I haven't pulled up this year's field because it's. I went onto the list and it's all the same as you know. It's like a big field of all the pros and like half of them probably aren't going to turn up. Like had people like Brian Rhodes uh, and stuff. So I mean, all the contenders are well, going to be there. I can't do my peas well, on the spot. Just, you can pretty much just pick anybody. I mean, um, the only one that okay, Joel, wait a second. Let's make our picks in. Well, and the only one I know is not there is Michael Raylert, and his name was down on the start list, and he's been dominating the seventy point three circuit. And outside of him. Everybody is there that you'd, you'd ever expect. Um, well, you've got some names written down here. Who can win well, according to John? And this is according to John and Bevan. <laughs> see, this is this is the ones. This is when I'm talking well, about. Winning it. In there. Well, no, this is the guys I think potentially have the ability to win it. I'll be very surprised if anybody outside of these guys um, win it. The only one I haven't got on there is Mecca. Uh, yeah, I don't think he can win it. But oh, I've got Craig Alexander, John. Rasmus Henning, Andreas Rayler, Chris Liado, Nico Lanos, Stadler, Bazzoni, and Potts. And I, uh, do you think Potts can win it? I think he's got the ability to win it. I don't think he'll win it, but I think these are guys. That okay, so you think the winner's coming out of these seven guys? Yep, uh, the guys. You think of Mecca? I think too Mecca, and I've got enough uh, Cam Brown. I don't think. I think. I don't. I think those guys could get on the podium, but I just think you know you need that tiny little bit X factor that I think they've they've, they've maybe lost. They've aged out of. Mm. You think? I wouldn't be surprised if they finished second or third or anything like that. But I think to win it. Is, is a tricky one. Like Kim Brown's finished second or third a few times, and uh, he hasn't quite. quite you made it. So you wouldn't have you wouldn't have Mecca or Brownie in there. You got Bazzoni in there. Yeah, I don't think Bazzoni. I don't think Bizzoni, I'll be surprised if Bazzoni finishes in the top five. But he's got that ability he's to, got that to, to, to potentially oh, win. Wow. It. I'm, I'm a major written off Mecca, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know, like I know, 37. So he's definitely you know getting towards the twilight of his years, and um, but you know he's still uh. talking about the win. Well, win. yeah, well, but yeah, but the, you know you've got the seven people that could win. Like I, I, some couple of those people in there, I doubt we're going to win. Yep. I don't think Sadler will win. I don't think he will either. But I think he's got the ability. <laughs> I, but I think he's got the ability. But your ability factor with, with Mecca. I can't believe you've got Mecca. No. Wow, no. you don't even think he has the ability to win? No, I think he's got the ability to get in the top three. So, that's my, that's my picks. Okay, so John, put, put, your, put, your, put your stamp on it. Okay, well, I'm going... Uh, I'll go Mecca. I'm going <laughs> Henning first, Raylert second, Crowley third. I think it's between those three. That's, I agree. Yeah. I think uh, Kona's, Kona's a crazy race. Mm. Uh, and, and, and we talked to Henning later on. He talks about the three results this year. And uh, it's hard to know if Alexander, because he hasn't done an Ironman. But, you know, Raylert and Henning are definitely the two of the guys who have just, you know, pulled out phenomenal performances. And I think the thing with Henning is that he's been, you know, last, last year he turned up to kind of a bloody broken hand. Mm. You know, like, how disturbing is that going up into a race and still pulls off a fifth in, you know, in pretty, you know, tough conditions? 
He's been consistent, hasn't he? He is, but you often often have that second year blues. You know, you sometimes oh, come in first well, what, year. Like, well, was the blues? No, second year when you go to Kona Blues. You know, you're oh, thinking, okay. right, I'm the I'm the business this year. You know, did really well last year. Yeah, but year, you so. know what the thing with Henning is, he's, he's not a he's not a hothead, is he? No, he's you, been around. You know what I mean? You don't get the feeling. He's, he's, he seems like an intelligent athlete. Yeah, you know, it's like when you talk to Crowy. When mm. you talk to Crowy, you just you, you know he's going to do well because he just he just ticks every box. He's he's done all his prep. He's done all his work. It may not mean he'll win, mm. but you know he's he'll still be able to do the best performance on day. It's not like he's going to blow because he does something stupid. Mm. And Henning's that kind of athlete. You, you you listen to him talk. He knows what he's doing. He's got his routine. He's figured it out. It may mean he you know who knows if he's going to win it, but you can pretty much guarantee unless something dramatic happens that he's going to pull off a pretty good performance but again Chris Liotta will just make the race interesting um, whether he can win or not I mean he was pretty close last year so uh, it's great to have people like that like him and Stadler and stuff in the field and, and they just throw in that factor that they're going to have a big lead and it's going to be big enough ok John but John you still haven't given me an answer who's going to win it Who's going to win? I've, I've, said, I've said Henning. No, you said the three. You said oh, between. No, no, I think it's going to be Henning. That's the order I'm going. I'm going oh. Henning, Raylert, uh, Alexander. Well, one thing we need to recognise here is that Alexander has the, the chance of being the third, only the third athlete to win three. Three in a row. Well, three in, in a row. row. I'd say the only other one who's won three in a row would probably be Mark Allen. Did they Scott never win three in a row? Don't know. Potentially, but... It's hard to think he won six I, I think, without winning three in a row. Yeah, but, maybe. Mm. But I can't think of anybody else... Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Right on the guys' side, on the girls, you would have had Newby Fraser, and you've had, uh, and obviously Chrissy. Um, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, lots of girls. Girls are great. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. There are lots of girls who have done it. It's amazing. Yes. But why won't you pick Alexander, Alexander to win? I just think that because uh, he made it, he was mate. He's probably listening right now. Going, well, John, no, I'm never talking to him he's again. Potentially. A little bit vulnerable in the swim and the bike versus those, uh, probably not versus Ray Lert, but he, Henning's, you know, he's a strong rider. And we saw Craig Alexander last year, a little bit vulnerable on the bike, you know, a couple of times it looked like he was almost going to get dropped. Um, so that's my only reason. But it could, it could go anyway. I mean, who knows? It's just a stab in the dark. But I think it'd be, if they come off the bike together, those three, it'll be a very interesting run. Oh, hopefully it does. Yeah. You know if what they mean? come off the bike together, then I'd probably. Potentially swing towards Crowy a little bit, um, yeah. and but uh, you know I'm thinking potentially those other two might get away on the bike, and if that's the case, then uh, then, then it'll be between them. Well, Crowy would have to get off the bike with those guys, wouldn't he? Yes. To, to, to win it, if would, they get off the bike in front so. of him, you know, because he's not going to pour five minutes on those guys. Unless within a mi- if he's within a minute yeah. or two, be right. Yeah. But again, it's going to be an interesting race. It always is. There's, there's no clear favour in the guys like there is in the girls. Uh, yeah, uh, like yeah. That's why I love Kona. You know, like we, we come on the show every week and we talk about races and you might get the odd race where you get one or two guys who are competitive and or the second tier guys and you know, but you know, it's it's the sad thing about our sport that we only get one day a year where mm. we get all the guns because you know, like it's just great watching, looking at this field going, I don't know, you know, like you know, and totally. and, and our and our sport is one of those sports where just there is just so much drama mm. and so many, you know, hurdles that you have to overcome. That you, it's really hard to be pretty great, and so that's where if I look at someone like Crowey, I think, well, if he could pull off the three in a row, that is, that's huge. Yeah. You know, to even get two in a row, that's history making. And you think, see, that's why I don't know if I can necessarily write off Crowey. Well, not write him off, but <laughs> you know, like he got sick in his first year. Yes. You know, and maybe if he even had a bit more experience in Ironman racing, he may have even got you know won that one. Two firsts, and you know, so you know. Pfft, 
three races, mm. those results. So it's pretty hard to pick. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is between those three. I just don't know if I can put my finger on which one. Yes. Okay, I'm going to just say... Um, I'm going to say Henning because we interviewed him. <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. But then again, I wouldn't write off Mecca. Mecca is an emotional athlete. And those kind of athletes sometimes just pull something out of nowhere. And um, he plays the game well. He's tough as we you know. You haven't seen any SmackDown talk this year from him. This, oh, I haven't actually been reading a lot of it, but maybe there has been. But uh, oh, Mac will be sure see Come on, this week. Mac will be doing some SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> There's no denying that. You know, maybe ages on the side, but yeah. I, I, if anyone could pick the top ten. It'd be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Girl side of things, well, we've got this, this little young lady called, uh, I'm picking May come out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> or Christy Wellington, you may have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the question is, how much will she win by? And, we were, and our question this week was where, where she'll finish in the, uh, in the male field as well. So, you know, you've got to go on, if you go on the rationale, I think somebody makes this point on the on, on Athlinks on our posters, you know, you look at her improvement she made and wrote in uh, this year versus the previous year, and then if you did that at Kona, then you know she's going to be going a lot faster. So, I guess how fast she goes is really going to depend on conditions. Do you think she could do in the forties? Uh, well, what she got eight fifty five, fifty four, I think it was last whatever year. Whatever she went last year, yeah, I don't see any reason. Uh, don't see any reason why not if it's, if conditions are good. Wow, so, man, how mind blowing is that? She's going she's gonna to be fast. She's going to be a long What's way. She thirty six and wrote, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I can't remember. It was at least that quick. Yeah, yeah. at least that quick. So. She's just going to kill it. Um, a lot. There's going to be a if, lot if of just, talk. Just if you're in Kona, you, like it's a real privilege to see Chrissy. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those. She's one of those. She's the Tiger Woods. She's the Michael Jordan. You know. She's. You know. And it's one of those things where 20 years from now, like I know last year watching her come in, you know, you just kind of got the sense of we're watching something that is is a once in a lifetime thing. You know, mm-hmm. like to see someone like Chrissy race is just a real kind of a privilege and uh so when you're out there on the race you know and she kind of flies past you and you're kind of having a bad day <laughs> she'll have that aura as well when she walks into a room that yeah. um all the other pros will be looking at it sort of sideways i'll go yeah we can't know chrissy but she's gonna kill us well the thing is even in the press conference last year no one was you know they conceded yeah it was one horse race didn't they yeah and yeah, no one was yeah and they're not. Gonna- the funny thing was, Chrissy was the one saying, "Oh, maybe I couldn't win it." Yeah. <laughs> like, Come yeah. on, Chrissy. <laughs> so I think everybody's going to be really interested to see how Julie Dibbins goes. Um, Mar- Miranda Carfrey will t- we'll talk to her. Yeah, Dibbins has done an Ironman, hasn't she? Don't think oh, so. Oh, she hasn't. I wasn't sure. No, she had. Don't think so. Okay. Uh, she she may have, but she's she's been racing great over seventy. Well, she's the only person who seems to be able to beat Chrissy in seventy point three. She's she's not the strongest runner, but she you know she. she Potentially could be with Chrissy off the bike, um, and Marina Carfrey will be really interesting. You know, she she got second last year off a sensational run. Her swim bike is is similar to the others, no, nothing special compared to them, um, but she's a stellar runner. So she'll she'll have to have a stellar run. So I think those will be your, your top three. Um, what well, order? Don't know. Um, Van Vlerken. Yeah, Van, Van Vlerken. She she'll likely be there. It's just such that all of the rest of them have have big question marks over them. Um, Kate. Kat, Kat Morrison. You know, she's Morrison. had some. A lot of people talk about her as being a potential champion, but she's got to show if she can do it in the heat. She's done amazing races elsewhere, you know. Atlanta Just if you're riding. listening, Kat, make sure you put some sunblock on this year because she, she was pretty she roasted. Yeah. And she's coming off the win at the Duathlon Worlds. Um, Lanzarote, I remember she had uh, sat on the side of the road for 45 minutes or something and yeah. still won. Von Van Vlerken's had some good races. Rebecca Keat, you know, she's had some. We've got great some of the people races. who've been around for a while. You've got like Joe Lawns, you mm. know. And, and those ones, you know, they'll be somewhere in the top 10. Yeah. Don't think they've got 
got the ability to win it. So for the people that I think have got the potential to, to get second, um, <laughs> is Carfrey and Dibbins and probably Cat Morrison um, and then potentially Wallenhurst and Van Vlerken as well. So it's going to be an interesting day. Good old Nick from Trijus isn't going along, John, because his girlfriend's having a party. <laughs> he wrote to us. So you can't go, you can't go to Kona this year because his girlfriend's having a party. And, and I love his commitment to the girlfriend. But he has got on Trijus, you know, check it out because he's got all the stats and figures. And let's talk through some of them, John. So well, it's just one of the really interesting ones. I mean, I think we all know this. You know, if you look at the the bell curve, the biggest age group that's represented is the men's forty to forty four, which has got two hundred. This is from last year. Two hundred sixty five athletes and 30, 35 to thirty nine, two forty five. So no, that's this year's. Oh, that's this year's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Versus the women's forty forty four, only seventy seven um, and eighty. So you know, a lot more guys racing the girls. And what the total field is? The total field. Oh, there we go. Five hundred thirty females, thirteen hundred and ninety six males. Total field of nineteen twenty six. Sexist Great society year. that we live in. Wow. But it's all done. I think a lot of it's done. Pro I don't know if it's necessarily sexist. <laughs> It's just that men like this poor, 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 poor. It's, It is done on a pro rata system, so I think it's kind of, I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's, done done have, so yeah. it's fair enough. Um, uh, there's been a slight increase in the overall numbers and participants this year, with most of them being the men's side. Significant number change from last year's comes in the men's professional fields, which drops 36 spot, spots from last year's number of 104. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, this year, we've noticed a shift in numbers of athletes in the following age groups. So the 30-34 is down... For both female and male, 32 spots for the men and for the females, 24. And then that's gone up in 50 to 54, up 30, and uh, up 12 in the 34, 45 to 49 females. Nice. Youngest competitors entered this year. We've got a fella, Edward Brett, from the UK, 20. And then, uh, oh, there's another 20-year-old, Brandon Perrier. And then girls, Kanoko Azumi, oh, 21. You know, I'm going to be honest, I thought they would be younger. I thought there would be sub-20 in there. A sub-20, so I did there. Sub-20. Oldest competitor, we've got a female called Harriet Anderson. She's a bit of a legend, been around a long time. 75. Yeah. And then Lou Hollander from the US of A, and he's an, an 80. I just, that, that blows my mind, John. Can't think about Dad doing a line, man. No, that's the thing, eh? <laughs> it blows my mind. Okay, my countries, well, the states are obviously taking out 49% of the race. That's incredible. That's a huge portion. They've got 807 athletes, so 41.9% of um, athletes there from the states. Okay, controversial, John. Is it easier for the states people to get in? Well, there's a lot more races in the states. You know, how many uh, you've got? Um, what do you got? Arizona, you got Florida, you got Placid. Um, what else you Kentucky, got? Kentucky states, uh, Louisville, um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. So that's five races all of a sudden you've got. So um, and they still have qualification at some seventeen point threes. Although it seems to be it's, a dying. It's thing. not. It's not a good stat for our sport. No, <laughs> having, no. having it like that. You know? Truly international sport, mainly US. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it should. They, sh- you know, it's it's uh, and you know Germany. Who love the sport? You know, if they put on another three Ironman races in Germany, um, that'll fill probably. And uh, so that's not a good stat for the sport. Not happy yeah. about that. Australia's in at third, Canada fourth, United Kingdom seventy-two athletes, Japan, Switzerland, France, Switzerland, Belgium. Good old the Kiwis. We just get in there in the top, top 10, ten. Forty athletes racing. But hey, population-wise, we're probably number one. Right. <laughs> we always pull that, <laughs> we stat always out. Pull that one out. Uh, Fifty-eight countries are represented. Number of athletes by continent. Well, we're getting Nicky's done that's his work. Enough, that's enough stats. Wait a second. Fun facts, John. Oh yes. We've got to do the fun facts. Here are the top occupations, business owners, 
engineers and number one teachers. Teachers can't afford to do the sport. They get a lot of leave. They get to yeah, train, train true. Ride, they got their old bikes, but they got lots of time. Yeah. Business executives, retired student <laughs> attorneys. There's not many aerobics instructors, John. No, a lot of students. <laughs> students. Um, yep, and just stay tuned. Now, guys, Nick does do a bloody good job when it comes to Kona. So go to tryjuice.com <coughs> and uh, check out the latest news that he's got coming up on Kona. He he's sometimes just gets some really good inside scoops, doesn't he? Um, oh, yeah. Am I boring you, mate? Yeah. I was actually on the phone to Joe last night because mm. I stayed at home and she stayed at her place. And she told me off because I yawn all the time when I'm talking to her. Mm. But it's not that I'm she's boring me, but I was just lying on my bed talking to her. I was relaxed. You need to improve your performance. Oh, how can you stop yawning? Okay, you can't yawn for the rest of the show. I'm on it. Okay, here we go. I'm no, yawning to in front of him because apparently if you yawn, they yawn. It definitely does. Well, one other little piece of news um, was that the pros this year are going to be starting even earlier. Normally they yeah, have the 15-minute start, um, and this year they're going to have a 30-minute start. So um, it's not really going to make much difference. It's, uh, yeah, you the, wonder why. Well, I think the... the this coordination. For the, potentially for the pro women, it will make a little bit of a difference. Um uh, no, certainly not for Chrissy because no age group men will probably catch her up but I guess some of those middle to tail enders uh, they do get caught up on the bike and then they do get dragged along so with a 30 minute head start um, that might change things it won't change anything for the guys field because the only other thing that some people are sort of potentially saying is the bike could be fractionally quicker if you're out there you know if you get out there 30 minutes earlier um, oh true that's a good point uh, out to Harvey potentially the winds might be just a little bit less that's actually a pretty fair call actually because it often doesn't pick up to a little bit later mm. and you know that bit does give you time doesn't it I had a guy a coach that's out there and he went riding uh, yesterday or the day before on, on Sunday I think and he said the winds were 10 million times worse he was there in 2008 and he said it was just insanely windy. Oh, really? And uh, Ray also talked to Rasmus, and he's saying the conditions are a little bit cooler, but hey, that doesn't mean anything in terms on of the day. Uh, on the day. It just changes so quick over there. And, and, you know, one thing <clears throat> we always talk about with Kona is that it's a, it's a conditions race, you know? Like, it, what happens on the day affects the race hugely. If the winds come up, it's going to be a better for the cyclist. If it gets extremely hot, that's going to blow out some athletes who can't handle the heat. Mm. There's just so many factors, and that's why this race is just such a great race. So if you want to be catching it, uh, go to ironman.com. They do sensational coverage on the day. Yeah, um, yeah we can often we often give them a hard time for some things, but when it comes to Kona coverage, they really are top-notch. They get the top guys talking, yeah. good video coverage. It's up-to-date for the pros the whole time. You can watch it, but then you can also have your Ironman live feed happening alongside. So... Race week, I don't think they do a fantastic job. I, I mean, well, I should be the, looking at Triathlete Magazine. That's doing a really good job in terms of pre So they're not up. doing the video stuff? Well, I haven't said There's nothing up there yet. And granted, it's only Monday over there. But Because um, oh, I'm thinking... Because I went on the site this morning and I thought, you know, because now they're doing all those half-an-hour shows and stuff yeah. beforehand. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe... This year, they're trying to step it up. It'll be interesting to see. On the day, sensational coverage. I think they're probably inspired by a little show called I Am Talk last year. It's been such great content. (laughs) So, uh, just just one other thing. Uh, The athletes out there doing it this year. You guys, the the listeners of the show. Kick some ass. Tips, John. Quick tips. Uh, Don't go too hard too early. (laughs) That's a key thing. If your core temperature gets up, you're screwed. Yeah, listen to the interview we did with Jim a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, just listen to that. Just give yourself, you know... Be wise as an athlete. Mm-hmm. One thing I think you've always got to remember, John always, like, like you, whenever you do something with John, it's a big event. You know, he's living a dream, aren't you, John? That's right, living the and, dream. And you, just stop and take a moment and you look at the time, energy, financial commitment you put into this and, and make sure you enjoy the race. You know, we can get caught up on, you know, trying to have the fastest time and all the rest of it, but when you're out on the lava fields and you're riding along, you know, and you're struggling, 
just stop and take a moment and think, wow, this is a dream come true. Enjoy the excitement. You know, Rasmus talks about when we interview him, um, you know, the nervousness, enjoy that, enjoy the buzz, rather than freaking out. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun day. Well, yeah. Fun well, at times. Uh, it's, it's a day you're, like I always, I like to think that in life I have as many days that will be rememberable. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is one of those days in your life where, you know, when you're when you're 80 and you're not doing I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you you know you look back on it with pride and so yeah, make sure you have the best experience you can. Okay, so results. We just have a quick bits of news. Um, results. We have Challenge Buffalona. Shocking website. Their website's not too sharp. Come on, Challenge. Crap. They didn't. They haven't got the results up there, and it's now Monday. And the race was uh, was it Saturday? I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. But anyway, um, granted, it's all in Spanish. But I'm pretty sure that Jimmy Jensen won the guys, and then. Uh, Pretty sure that Zelna, uh, Lucy Zelnikova won the girls, but it's in Spanish. The results aren't actually. I mean, that's just their live coverage. It was uh, it was a weak performance in terms of um, results and, and live coverage. Actually, John, there, I'm, there I'm, you go. Uh, Jimmy Johnson took it out, and Zelnikova took it out as well. Yes. The, the thing I find interesting, John, is I actually thought that the next piece may have been the top bit of news. I, just, I, was, <laughs> I was juggling this up. <laughs> Epic Camp documentary. The doco's out. out. So if you want to, well, this, firstly, a plug How for Epicamp. How to get into borders? Oh, and it's over there. She's 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 going to knock on the door to you and say, yeah. "Oh, get me in borders." So we've got two Epic Camps coming up. We've got Epic Camp New Zealand in January, and we've got Epic Camp France uh, next oh, year. France again. Yep. Um, but at the moment, the Epic Camp documentary on last year's Length of New Zealand camp is just coming out. Have you seen it? Uh, yes. Good. With um, my copy. Well, it's not. I haven't got the official copy. I've got the special oh, uh, camp copy. Oh, I thought I knew someone in the, in, the, in the loop. But I haven't got the copy. The, 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 is it good? It's got no. The, the doco one has got all the extended footage as well. You know, oh, like, yeah. uh, it's yep. got interviews, interviews with Erin Baker. It's got interviews with John Hallman's and extended stuff. Erin Baker, what's, the, what's she doing on the camp? Well, she's, she's got a husband that's vaguely involved in it. <laughs> um, but if you do want to get a copy, if you're over in Kona, um, they're going to be sold at Borders. Um, on Henry always, Street in Kona. Which is up, um, that's up the hill, I think, isn't it? Up in that little mall. And it's going to be sold temporarily at Bike Workshop on Alihi Drive as soon as I can sort it out. <laughs> We're going to work it with them. So. And Scott Molina is doing some signings on Wednesday the whatever, Wednesday, the, uh, October this week, uh, 11am at Bikeworks. Make sure you turn up for Scott, because nothing worse than doing signings and no one turns up. Yes. You know and what I mean? And Alihi Drive uh, at the Bikeworks temporary shop on Alihi Drive at 4 o'clock on Wednesday um, at Borders. 11am at Bikeworks. So when's the official shop. launch happen? Well, it's happened now. It's, it's being sold. Okay, so you can get online? Uh, ne- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next week. You're not selling it worldwide. This is a, it's being launched in Kona, so you've got nice. to be at Kona to get it. Hey, if you're in Japan right now, fly to Kona, get your copy, go back home. I will post that she was talking about potentially having it up for sale um, online within so what, the next week. Where will the, will there be a website or you yeah, just go to yeah. epicamp.com? No, there'll be a website um, okay. and we'll let you guys know if it comes out before What's the next retail? Week show got no idea oh you, you really know your stuff on this one oh, look you? i'm just trying to get it out there jesus <laughs> give me a break <laughs> okay well the other the, probably the main big news in the, in the whole sports world this week is uh contador's drug test and uh basso's sister busted for trafficking performance enhancing drugs well, that was so, something i just read in the press yesterday that was, hasn't been landed around too much um the press it must be true hey and i wrote for the press john so of course it must be true i'm a columnist I might be in there this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, my, 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 well, I would too, won't I? Well, no. If you, you, you get rid of me, bumped, did you? I bumped you. Uh, <laughs> did you? I'm not relying on them. I might be in the press this week. But wait, is it the story that I was in as well? Or did you bump me? No, this is on my triathlon festival. Uh, if you want to enter my triathlon festival, triathlonfestival.co.nz. Um, but Condor's busted. It's. Uh, what do you think, John? 
Because some people have been eating mummy dough. It's too hard on Kontoroa. Because, you know, he just ate some bad food. The, the, the levels are minimal. He's yeah, a true yeah. athlete, John. He's not a cheat. I don't know. I'm, you're, you're I'm pretty sceptical. If they put it out there, they, they, if they, they wouldn't be putting it out there if they didn't think he was he was guilty. So will so. he get a ban? Well, he's already been banned. At the moment. He's got a provisional ban. So, but do you um, think he'll be busted two years off? Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't see any reason why he, sh- he shouldn't be. I mean, the rule is you can't have any unless they, say they break their own rules. He's got to be busted. So, But yeah, the other interesting one I saw in the paper yesterday was Ivan Basso, who... Uh, He's won. He's been second in the tour, and he's won the Giro. Um, his sister was busted for trafficking. Well, he's the one. He got done for drugs as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He was the one. The video, the movie was about, wasn't it? So I remember when, um, No, that was Carl Sastra. Uh, okay. He has not been busted. Oh, is he not? So, okay, John. So, so John, do we just say it's a druggy sport? Yep. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Lance, isn't it? Because he's been taken to. Fascinating. Yeah, because he's going to basically the high court, and I don't really know the whole story, but basically he's going to like the high court in America, mm. and you basically can't lie to those guys because no. it's not jail time. Mm. It's going to be fascinating. So when does it happen? Don't know, but I'm, I'm picking they'll they'll be trying to delay it and stop it, but when that happens, why are they taking him to court? I don't know. Some I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I don't want. Allegedly, 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 it's all going on. <laughs> allegedly, we know nothing, so let's not comment on it when we don't know. Too well, much I'm just curious to the process and and. Because who, 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 Marion Jones She lied this. didn't she Yeah and she went to jail Yeah mm. Wow Interesting This is fascinating It's fascinating Sports is interesting Team sports is interesting Okay uh, Sponsor John We're going to talk about Athlinks.com And Because um, I know We're not Too into our Twittering and tweeting And stuff I've started we? to do started a little bit, bit. Yeah but one yep. thing, Bevan James uh, Twitter slash Bevan James Owls, right? I think you be, become a follower. But one thing I was um, when I was on Athlinks the other day, if you are a Twitterer or if um, and, you know, if you're into that, they've obviously got the what? Oh, come on, I need my notes, Bevan. Oh, yeah, Bevan James Owls Twitter slash Bevan James Owls. If you go, the, the what did you do today? That basically can be where you, you know, you can keep a little record of your training. Um, and so then, if you do it through there, then you can hit the Twitter button and it can go to your Twitter feed. And then you can keep it, you know, then you've got a good store of your diary, of your training diary on Athlinks, which is always really useful. I think everybody should be keeping a training diary. But then you can also use it just as your Twitter feed. And I think this is really important. We sometimes have questions from, from aspiring pros or people that want to start to build up a little bit of a following, is you need to have a reason why people sort of keep coming back or people want to follow you. Yeah. And if you do things like Twitters, if you do things like um blogs and stuff people will keep coming back to your website and that's when you start to build a following then you can potentially go to sponsors and say well, look hey I've got 5 million people following me on Twitter nice. I do this blog that gets this <laughs> I'm an age group with 5 million people following me <laughs> and you have sponsors coming all over the place so um, that's a good thing about Athlinks you know you can tie it in with your, your Facebook stuff um, when you post on post your results on, on Athlinks you can export them and they automatically go up onto your Facebook page it's just a Basically, a click of the button once you've signed up, and then also now you can you, know, you can tie it in with your Twitter, and then you can have it going out on your Twitter, and it also gives you that bonus that you, you've got a record of your training log online. So they're innovators at Athlinks, and they yeah. like they don't have a problem you know working in with these other social yeah. networking media. Well, nice, there you go. You're pretty well there, John. So it's it's what did you do today? It's just under your profile. And you know, like as a coach, you really you're a big advocate oh, of diaries, aren't you? I get really frustrated with that. You've always got frustrated with me, don't you? When they don't send me in training logs. Yeah. 
because it's all good and well saying uh, at the end of the week going yep hit all my training but then you know sometimes you forget about what happened on on Tuesday when you had a crappy run after doing a, yep. a too hard a swim and, you, and from a coaching perspective you really need that feedback otherwise you just sort of keep pumping out the programs and just sort of going well I think he's doing all yeah, right there and yeah. doing that properly yeah, well the thing is you're not getting as much value from your coach because mm. you pay the coach to give you a service based on what you're doing if you're not giving them the feedback your coach is just going to pull stuff out of their butt and just yeah. you know they're, they're going to give you good training but it's not going to be specific to what you are doing because how can they do that if you don't give them good feedback and that's why something like what did you do today uh, on athletes is just an easy way you can send them a link yep. uh, it's a no brainer and then you're going to get better feedback from your coach better programs from your coach so easy check athlinks.com okay and while we're on athlinks John I'm going to pull up um, our topic of the week last week was um, while it's coming up Bevan James Isles <laughs> Twitter slash Bevan James Isles because what I use Twitter for because I do like quite a bit of content creation now so I just put my stuff on there Easy. and people yeah and people quite a few people go there and just kind of <coughs> get the information from it so it's all good so last week's discussion was Melina Mm-hmm. He's doing Kona's weekend. Piece of paper. We've got to figure out my time for him. Okay. Oh, well, I know, know what it is. Calculation. Calculation. Yep. You keep talking. Okay. So Molina, Scott Molina, the 1998, 88, 88. 88. Was it 88? Yep. Jeez, I did pretty well at the end, didn't I? Yep. The 1988 Kona champion. He had fashion too. Glasses. So he, we're all. Yeah, he had fashion, and he wore white. I think all white. Really. I'm pretty sure I seem to recall his well, yeah. white hat. Well, they, those days they were running shorts and singlets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he took it out, and he's making a comeback. What? How long ago was that? So 88 would be. Oh, he's been there a few times since then, but um, maybe 20. How many years? 22 years ago. Yeah. Did he race Tw- the year you did it or not? Was it the year after? Yeah, no, he did do it the year, but I think he blew. And he yeah. Knew. Oh no, he's done it. Yeah, but this is the yeah. 22 year comeback. Yeah. Well, and it's more the 50 year anniversary. He's 50 now. Oh, he's going of course. Over there doing the 50 50 age group. And so that, that was one thing. And then the other thing we had is would Chrissy, where would Chrissy get overall? Pull up Ironman.com as well and we'll see what the 50 year olds did last year. Oh. Race, um, see where, 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 his, where my predicted time for him, where our predicted times for him are going are gonna to fit in. So. Okay, wait a um, second. So where do I go for last year, John? Uh, events? Events, yep. Series. I'll keep talking. You, you try to. Try yeah, to find you keep talking. Okay. There you go. to find last year's results. Last, okay, yep. Uh, so I'm my, my picks for Molina and we'll go through everybody else's picks in a moment is I think he was from about a 56 55, 56 he's a better swimmer than that but it's a non-wetsuit swim and uh, and I think he was from about that when he does a wetsuit swim he's normally about the sort of 51 um, mark so I think about a 56 swim 50 um, to 54 yes male okay. uh, I'm picking on the bike yeah, probably right about a 520. Obviously, that's a lot of it's weather dependent. And then if we had a good run for him, I think will be about a 340. I think he potentially could run a, a bit, bit quicker than that, maybe 330, 325. But knowing how his body is and stuff, I think that's probably a more wait, realistic wait, I'm goal. Go out to that phone. Okay. Out to the phone, they hang up on me. So, so anyway, we're back to it. So you reckon you'll run a 340? About that. So that'll give him a total time about 955. It's all sub 10. I'm saying 956. So, but wait a that's a great day? That's a good. That's a that's a B. That's a B. It's a pass mark. Oh no no, but oh, so, but do you think he could pull off a great day? Well, I think he, if, if, if potentially he could uh, run quicker. I'd say best case scenario, I reckon nine forty five. Nine forty five. Okay, so we'll go. I'm Which pulling up the page, John. I'm pulling up the page. If he was nine forty five last year, John, he would have got second, third, third, third. But your prediction time, he would have got fourth. Because good old Kevin Ferguson took Roger it out. Roger Wacker there in fifth place. <laughs> Roger Wacker, that's did, a great name. Uh, he was on Epic Camp this year. He crashed on the second day. Oh, really? Twice. Was, was it the end? 
Sorry? No, the second day. No, no, he carried on. Yeah, he did well. Carried because on. You know, he likes a bit of a wake or a hog, Roger. Yeah. Well, Kevin Ferguson took it out in 9.33 last year. Ooh, fast. That's pretty impressive, though. No, maybe Melina could go quicker than that, but um, I, I think he probably could potentially go quicker than that on the bike. A little bit quicker on the run, but I, I think he'd run quicker than that. If he doesn't, if it, it just depends. Like, he can run. Oh, no, he can run good. Yeah, he's a good runner. It's just... If it was shorter, like if it was an Olympic distance, yeah. it'd be a lot more competitive. Because I remember doing that 10k roll. We did that thing at Wanaka. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, like, I, I wasn't, because I'd been injured, so I wasn't in peak running condition, but far out, it was stayed with me for a while. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and sure that was about three or four Maybe years I'm ago. Maybe I'm being but, a bit hard on him there in that run time, but I just, his body's not, not quite. Well, I think quite the good. thing is. Has he got a good training up to it? Mm. Has he? He's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, from what I've been told. So maybe he can go quicker. But I'm going with that. It's, I'm putting it out there. Nine fifty six. I go. That's, that's a B day. I think an A day. Yeah, maybe nine <laughs> low nine forties. Okay, I'm going to say Malik. Oh wait, well, let's see what. The... But hey, hey, if we think back. Hey, hey, hey here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am backtracking. Hey, hey. The year before I did Tapa, I think it was maybe two thousand and four. Yeah. Well, some, somewhere around about there. He went like nine, uh, nine fifteen, nine twenty at Taupo. Do you really? Mm. Really? So maybe I'm being a bit harsh on the fella. Like maybe he'll, <laughs> maybe he'll smoke it. But I'm going to leave that time out there. You ever put the caveat of B race in there? Yeah, because you're not saying it's your A race, Scott. No, no. And a C you race. Know what you want, you know, C <laughs> race could potentially. Well, a C well. race will be thirteen hours. You yeah. know, like you because it, it, it will swim and bike good. Scott will swim and bike good. It's just whether what the bike takes out of him for the run. Yeah. Um, not so much energy wise, but whether his his body is going to um, hold up to the strain. Well, John, uh, let's have a look at what people said. Jay Splendid Spinner Waters is saying Molina. Maybe someone else is more daring than me to put on time on. He didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew put on a, a 10.50, or maybe it's 10.5, 10.5. Uh, Robert uh, B. Lean. And he liked it so much he put it up there three times. He didn't even go there. Um, Ian Wood, um, first time poster, I think. Lives down the road from you. Melina, oh, Melina is looking pretty good. Nick for an old man prediction. 52 swim, 5.17 bike, 3.44 run, total 9.53. Pick it up. Where does he live? He lives on Percival Street, which is off Tennyson Street. Oh, nice. Ben Greenfield, and he's he better not go faster than nine thirty. So he's he's trying to beat Scott. Nine thirty would be, yeah, an, an A triple plus day for me. Yeah, would be, and then uh, yep. So my prediction is, oh, Scott, you either go or you blow, don't you? That's the yes. thing. You know what I mean? Definitely I, I don't think you'll have it. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh. He sent me an email this morning, though. I think they're flying out today. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, uh, how's your marathon training going? It's some, some, sometimes funny how, you know, you think about doing these races and then when it actually comes around, <laughs> you realise what an idiot you've been. <laughs> so, but the recent reports I've heard, he was going pretty good and he was running fine and he was doing, you know, two-hour runs and stuff. So we'll see. I'm going to say... I'm going to say nine... 48. Right to go. Because I think, Melina, I believe in you. Mm. I believe I can fly. I'd love to see him on the podium. That's what, I'd like. well, that's what I really hope for him. Yeah, Hopefully same. he can get on the podium. Well, podium's top five, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. But top three, I'd like, podium really is top three. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know so top was. Wait a second. So if someone's in Kona, you're not going to yeah. give him a... Still, if you get on the stage, is top five. But really, podium in any sport is top three. Okay, I'll give it to you. Okay, the Chrissy, top five Chrissy? in your age group in Kona is good. Chrissy, I'm picking she'll get uh, 18th. I'm going to say 15th. Just, yeah. I just got that out of nowhere. Yeah. Jay, Jay was saying 22nd. 
uh, Andrew's saying top 20. Well, that's Andrew, come on, sharpen up. We said where she's going to do the top 20s on it. Um, Chrissy, seventh overall. Oh, no. Uh, Tony Marsh, I would not put it past her to go top 10. Mm, that's no, a, that's I a big push. I can't see that happening. Top 15, Robert's gone with me in top 15. 19th overall is for Ben. <clears throat> uh, Michael's saying 15th. And then Ian is saying 14th. Have you seen oh, wait a second. Up? And Bryce is saying 21st. Yep, yep, I have. <clears throat> so I think she finished 19th last year. Okay, so let's, let's have a look. look. Um, male and female. Yeah. Um, all pros and age groupers. I think she got 20th, didn't she? 20th, 20th. Cameron Brown. No, it's 23rd. But there's a couple she of, eight, couple of age groupers probably in front of her. No, no age groupers. She was 23rd. So, yeah, I'm picking oh, your Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 15th. That's a bit optimistic. Wait, no, no. 8.38. 8.38. She'd have to have a blinder. She would have to have a blinder. Okay, but John, you, know, you stick with it. You got to stick with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got to have a blinder. Okay, John, who's going to get 33rd? Ronaldo Colucci. Ronaldo Colucci, that's your 33rd? Yeah. Because yep. your first year, it was legendary. Last year, you didn't pull it off. No. So you need to, you need to pull it back in. Ronaldo Colucci's getting 33rd. For those who don't know who are maybe new mm. listeners to the show, years ago, John predicted the 33rd spot. Mm. <laughs> so I, didn't, I don't think I did on the show. I think I did on our Tri Club. You're running camp. club. Tri Club camp. Yeah. You go incredible. You thought someone said it was going to get 33. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell the I, story. Can't, I can't remember how it came out, but I, I just. Remember, I, so you, I think what happened was that you were talking to someone and, and, and they said, Oh, who's going to get third? And you thought, they said, Who's going to get 33rd? Yeah. And you go, Oh, was it Luke McKenzie? Yeah. Oh, I think Luke McKenzie will get 33rd. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then. But then he did. But then he got 33rd, but then they DQ'd some. They oh, DQ'd right. um, yeah, the German German dude, yeah. uh, Timo Brack. DQ'd him to so end up finishing 32nd, yeah, which yeah. was a conspiracy theory because somebody had told him about my pick. You know what, John? It's going to be a long show. Let's do a sponsor. Are we doing a sponsor okay. now? Uh, oh, we're going to put the interview in. We're going to have the interview. We'll do Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii. Okay. Oh, tw- pick John. We've got to pick through of uh, Gordon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Gordon modelling. Oh, Gordon is a supermodel. Oh, Gordo, look, you're just beautiful. <laughs> so but there were a couple of them, weren't there? There was another oh, one as well. Look at the others. Yeah, here we go. Look at him. He's got his little daughter in there as well. Oh, okay, he's got his family shots. They're all oh, wearing the. A little bit concerned when I first looked at that photo because the angle oh, yeah. of the shot. You didn't think so he's he was wearing anything. <laughs> so, you know what? Because we've been talking about the Speedos, and <clears throat> I'm sure if you're in Conan this week, you'll probably pick up some of the Speedos. Mm-hmm. And maybe, even if you go out to the boat, they'd probably be throwing some out into the water. Who knows? So, oh, that's the ultimate challenge. If you okay, Albert, sort this out and put it on YouTube. If you go out to the boat and your speedos yeah. get given a pair of speedos from Coffees of Hawaii on the boat, get changed onto the new speedos in the, in the water. You get on. We'll put your photo on. And don't if you're going out to the boat. It's clear water and cutter. Remember don't too. Don't swim to the bottom to win a pair of goals. Oh, that was it's pretty just, good. It's just you could, just because you were really bad at it. It's just asking for any infection. <laughs> you, know, you only went about a meter. Didn't oh, you? I didn't get very far. Um, so, so I'll put this photo on our website this week because Gordo, you're you're a superstar. He's styling coffees of Hawaii um, speedos and he's got a cup of coffees of Hawaii cup. And you know what? He's looking good. I'm thinking Belinda's taking the photo because I've never seen the man look so happy. <laughs> he's looking pretty happy with his coffees of Hawaii gear on. So they'll be out there this week on the boat. Yep. Um, swim out there, get free coffees. I've normally got other free goodies out there. Last year they had some cookies and some some goos and some. Uh, it's some one of the drink. things you do when you do Kona. Oh, yeah. You know, you swim out to the boat. Years ago, when they first started doing it, they actually got a marketing award from some marketing you know company, saying you know what a great innovation. And it really is. You know, you do your morning swim. It's in, you know it's probably what maybe eight hundred meters out. 
Oh, not yeah, not that far. More like probably four, five hundred yeah, miles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and you just you know, you go out there. It's got atmosphere around the it's, boat. Got some music. Yeah, you get down there first thing in the morning. Do that. Um, go back in. You normally get your free little Gatorade bottle when there. Um, where you yeah. hand in your, your your gear and stuff. So it's um, it's worth it. It's a good little trip down there. So get down there if you're not over in Kona. As always, you can get your deals um, from Coffees of Hawaii. If you go to um, our page, iamtalk.me, click on the logo. That'll tell you all the discount codes, and you can get on it. And all the best, Albert, if you're racing this weekend. I'm not sure if he is or not. And I think the other thing to remember is uh, good old uh, go to www.iamtalk.co. Looking happy. Mm. There we go. Love your work, Gordo. Right Coffees uh, of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii.com. Okay, so should I push, put some music on? Yeah. Because I don't know what we're doing next. Music? Yep. Okay, music. Let me hear the music. Here's the music. On today's show, uh, it's the Kona Super Special Preview Show. Oh, and, it's uh, good times, John. We have got a man who set one of the fastest times of all time at Rote this year. 7.52, John. And finished in the top 10 last year at Kona. I think it was either 6th or 7th. I remember he had his bad hand last year. Yes, yeah. and his name's Rasmus Hennings. So welcome along to the show, Rasmus. Thank you very much. Um, I did actually get fifth last year fifth. with that broken oh, hand. There we go. Uh, you know what? Thanks for that. Because that's a poor effort on our behalf. I should have done my preparation better. It's it's six thirty in the morning here, and I've just woken up. <laughs> but that's excuses, excuses. Hey, um, obviously this week's Kona, but yeah, maybe talk us through your your, your day at Rote because it was a pretty special time, going seven fifty two. Yeah, did everything go to plan that day? Were you hoping to go quicker, or was it um, just a fantastic day? Yeah, it was definitely one of those days uh, where everything just went right. Uh, I didn't really make any mistakes. I, I didn't feel bad at any time. Uh, I, had, I had a great swim, got out with Pete Jacobs. We took turns in the lead. Uh, unfortunately, Nick Orianos was able to hang on. We tried to lose him a couple of times, but he's good at just sitting on the feet. Um, and it was a wetsuit swim as well, so so he, he got around with us, but... Uh, for some reason, we lost him in transition, so um, so it ended up being just me and Pete going out on the bike together, and uh, we pushed pretty hard in the beginning. Uh, I thought Pete was pushing maybe a little too hard even. Uh, I told him after 40 or 50K that maybe we should just uh, go down 10 or 20 watts because uh, I could feel that this was going to be too much for us, and there wasn't really a reason. I mean, we, we heard that initially out of the water we had probably four minutes something on Sebastian Kienle and uh, Norman Stadler. That, yeah. And we were expecting them to catch us at some point. But uh, but then after 40 or 50K, we, we had added another minute to that lead. I was just I told Pete that, well, that's not, not really a reason because we, we both expected to run better than those guys and we knew we were going to get caught at some point and we thought it's better to pace ourselves a little better. So we... we um, we we lowered the pace just slightly, and and then we were caught out at maybe 100k, 90k, or something uh, by those two plus uh, Ineco that they brought up with them. Uh, and then we actually rode together uh, the bunch of us until then Sebastian attacked at that hill. There was quite a significant hill with yeah, yeah. probably 50, 50k to go, yep. and uh, I was I was sitting in sit, second position behind him. When he attacked, and I, I knew already that he was going to attack on that hill, and I knew that I wasn't going to go with him because I was I was at the limit that I uh, I could be on on the bike, so I, I shouldn't go and, and do the 500 watts or whatever he pushed on that hill. Mm. And then I was expecting 
guys to come past me. Uh, and then I would see if I could go with them, uh, mainly then in Echo and, and Pete probably. But um, but they didn't come past me, and it ended up just blowing that group apart. Norman had pulled out, and and then Echo and Pete got dropped. So we ended up doing the last 50K just uh, all by ourselves. Um, so I, I got uh, out on the run, I guess, yeah, some yeah, three minutes behind Sebastian and a minute in front of an Echo, two minutes in front of Pete. And I just had, had time just to, to get into my own rhythm. And from then on, I, I felt uh, astonishingly well on the, uh, on the run. It was quite amazing. I could just pace. I just went 3.45 per K all the way through to 34, 35K. I mean, I, I mean, if I fluctuated two seconds per K, that would have, would have been the maximum. I mean, it was wow. just like, like they wrote in the, in the German triathlon magazine. It was like a Schweizer Uhrwerk, like a, like a Swiss watch. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I mean, what, uh, what was really good was that I, uh, I, I had such confidence in my own performance. And I was pretty sure that Sebastian would crack at some point, even though he actually ran out quicker than me. So he... He was a little bit further up the road after 10K maybe. But I just knew that this was the speed I could keep and that eventually he would crack. Uh, and so he did. So uh, then at 22, uh, or maybe a little 27 maybe K, I, I caught him. and But I just kept on going. And then obviously my, my legs started hurting a little bit towards the end. But I, I still probably ran four minutes uh, maybe a, a K of four or five, four ten at some point towards the end, but I didn't really blow up. I didn't start walking at any time. I didn't really, really hurt big time at any at any point. Did, did you um, know you were close to the record? And if so, were you trying to get it, or did you just kind of kind of get to the end and go, "Wow"? Yeah, I was. I really missed that uh, blue line that they have in the swimming pool. Uh, you know, to, <laughs> to show what the record is because I. I, I wasn't sure at all. Uh, I couldn't get anybody to tell me uh, exactly what time I had when I left transition because then I, I knew my running and then I could sort of see myself and try to calculate. But uh, nobody could tell me that and nobody could really tell me how close I was. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, somebody was writing next to me saying that uh, oh, it, it doesn't look like it's it's possible. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I obviously shouldn't listen too much to that, but... At some point, I think I didn't really believe that it was possible. Uh, I, I tried to calculate roughly, and 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 that, and, and in the end, I mean, I, uh, I I could have I could have run a little bit quicker at the end if somebody had been pushing me, or or if I had 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 that blue line right in front of me. Yeah. But uh, but I couldn't have run two minutes and nine seconds quicker anyway. So yeah. I mean, I don't think that there was any chance I could have broken the the record. But it was nice to be close, and I'm. Obviously, very keen on trying to to go and break that record next year. Is, oh, nice. is there a financial bonus for breaking the record? Um, I, I I don't think there was one this year. Not one that I heard of anyway. I I, I heard you talking about it on on your show after the race that there was a hundred thousand euro for it. I didn't hear anything about that, but uh, hopefully they'll put that on next year because I I think there might be other guys that that might want to join in and and see if they can can go for it. And it would definitely be an advantage if. We'll if we'll there have, were more people, we'll have a chat with Felix it. and yeah, see what we hey, can do. We'll say Rasmus needs it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. another, another question I had for <laughs> you was: um, 
you know, obviously you've been at the Ironman game now, you know, a little bit longer than when we spoke to you last time. Um, financially, is it is it stacking up for you versus ITU? But obviously, take out your big, you know, Des Moines wins. Is it is it is it working out okay? And, and the top guys, you know, coping given you you know you you sort of ranked one of the top guys in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely better commercially now than it was uh, as an ITU athlete. If you take away the prize money, yeah. uh, I mean, now I have a lot more sponsorships that 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 sort of. Uh, Make sure that I can make a living out of this. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, even even if I if I pull out of all the races <laughs> at a limited <laughs> period of time, obviously. But um, so 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 that's nice. And then since I am also doing well in the races, then I also get some prize money and some bonuses and stuff. So it's looking a lot better now because I mean, you you would you could never calculate uh, or never never count on on winning those big races in ITU. It's also so stacked and all, yeah, sort of coincidental. Who ends up on top? And yeah. and obviously now there are a couple of guys in ITU that I that I doubt I would beat on a regular basis. So mm. I, I probably did the right thing uh, swapping over at that time. Do, do, do you miss ITU? I miss the people a whole lot. I miss uh, miss all the uh, the guys there because we we had or I, I guess they still have a quite a close relationship because we see each other. So many times over the yeah. season, and we hang out a lot, train together, and eat together, and stuff like that. Uh, I also miss all the ITU people, the, the the organizers, because they were also the same, you know, all over, and they they took well care of us. Um, but I, I don't really miss the racing that much. Um, it 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 suits my personality better to do Ironman. I like the fact that I that I get out of it what I deserve every time. Uh, it's I mean, at ITU, a lot comes down to chance, really. What uh, what happens during the race? Uh, if you if you miss a step at some point, you might be out of it. Uh, in this uh, in this kind of racing, you you know you can always work your way into it, and you usually uh, get the the position at the end that you deserve. Yeah, yeah. So there's been um, quite a few changes with WT, well WTC coming up for the next um, twelve months and and going forward with new rules. How do you sort of feel about the the new rules, the qualifying, and and the way they're trying to build up certain events to be um, more important races with higher prize money and, and higher points? Um, yeah, I, I sort of like the system the way it was. Uh, I, I I I don't really uh, support the new points system. I think it's uh, it's not going to be beneficial for anybody apart from. Maybe the WTC. <laughs> and I say maybe. I'm, I'm assuming that that um, quite a lot of pros might turn their backs on them and say, "Well, it's it's too complicated. It, it's going to cost me too much time and money and and, and racing uh, to actually get to the start line in Kona. And and I don't think that I have a chance at getting top ten or whatever. Then I won't bother trying. Yeah. I think a lot of people would think like that. Um, so I mean I, I don't think it, I I think it might backfire on them uh, at the end. There might even be top pros that that say, well, I can I can uh, have more fun, make more money doing other things. Yeah. And I mean, still I mean to me, Kona is very important, and it's not only because it's you know the biggest race um, commercially and you know in the sport on an athletic level as well, but but also because it's a it's a course that suits me very well and one that I love doing so i mean i i i expect to keep on coming back but 
But I, I, I'm not sure that it's a good idea what they're doing now. Mm, we'll wait and see. Yeah. So kind of last year, um, you, know, you had a uh, injury-interrupted build-up with your um, your hand sort of um, wrist issue. Um, h- how satisfied were you with your race? Obviously, you got fifth place. Um, but I like that. Nice. Everybody's <laughs> got diff- different expectations, and yours was a little bit in- injury interrupted. So, I mean, were you stoked with your race? Was it was it okay, or were you disappointed with it? Um, yeah, it's a little bit difficult to say. I mean, I think very few people realize the big impact that having a broken bone in your body two and a half weeks before the race actually has on you. Um, I mean, I, I went through surgery uh, 17 days before the race, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and that has a big effect on you, just uh, doing that whole thing. And, and it kept me off my bike out of the pool for 10 days. Yeah. So it was only like the last six or seven days before the race that I was actually able to do a little bit of swimming again, sit on a bike. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it interrupted my preparations a whole lot. And I, I only got out to Kona seven days before the race instead of two weeks. I mean, I'm 12 time zones away from Kona. And, I mean, so so a lot of things were far from ideal. Um, and given those circumstances, I was very stoked with what I ended up doing. Still, because I knew that before uh, the accident, I was uh, I was in much better shape and I'm I'm pretty sure that that if I didn't have that accident, I would have at least been on the podium last yeah. year. That's that's how good I I felt. So, um, I know that there's a lot in me, more in me uh, if things go right, and and they have so far this year. So, uh, I mean, knock on wood, if nothing goes wrong then within the next few days, then I should be ready on Saturday. It was you know your first chance at Kona last year, and obviously the hand was a bit of a bit of a, a holdback, but. Did anything surprise you about the race? And, you know, did you think it would be faster or slower than what it was? Or, you know, what, 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 what do you think of the overall race? Um, it, was, it was more tactical than I had expected. Uh, there was uh, more uh, bunch riding uh, than I had expected. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it has become a lot more competitive over the last years than it was uh, Back in the days of uh, Mark Allen, Dave Scott, even even you know, maybe the Peter Reed, Tim DeBoom sort of Luke Vendetta era, um, they they seem to be a lot more spread out at that point. They might be going two together on the bike, then one up the road, one a little behind. But now it's um, I mean, apart from Chris Lieto, basically last year, and a couple of other guys that got a little uh, head start out on the run, then it was basically a a big pack, then, and then some. Some some people were spat out the back along the way, but there were still probably eight, ten people that that got out on the run more or less together, and that surprised me a little bit. That that you still had to go with the flow, follow the dynamics of the group, um, that much. Um, so I mean, I I I've, I've been thinking a bit more uh, about this race, uh, like I would uh, about an ITU race, really, uh, sort of. Getting um, getting my mindset that that a lot of different things might happen along the way, that I, I I've been thinking through a whole lot of different scenarios that might happen, um, and 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 I know how to react in in all of those. So obviously you know every year Kona comes up and we. 
we talk about different tactics are going to happen and, and oh, there's going to be 10 people blowing off the front. I mean, um, it does seem that there's a few more stronger swim bikers there. Each year there seems like there might be one or two more. I mean, d- do you guys talk at all about that? Like I suppose you know, if I looked at this year, you know, you've probably got Potts, yourself, um, Pete Jacobs, and there's probably another couple of guys who are probably a little bit stronger in the swim. I mean, do you guys discuss potentially getting away on the bike? Um, and is that one of your scenarios, or are you just going to... You, know, I mean, you obviously probably don't want to tell us your exact <laughs> race plan. <laughs> tell but, us what you're doing. <laughs> but, but is, is that something you've discussed with other guys, you know, trying to get away from the likes of Craig Alexander, who potentially is a little bit vulnerable in the swim and the bike? Um, I, I mean, you're absolutely right that, I mean, it would be ideal to, to get a few guys uh, off the front on the swim. And, and I mean, I, I know that, that, like you're saying, that there is this little group of probably four, five, six guys that, that should be able to swim quicker than, than many of those guys. Uh, what happened last year was a bit of a surprise to me that I actually was able to hang on to that group that was probably 30 people or something, even with my broken hand. Uh, and, and hardly any swimming leading up to the race, but I could still hang on to that. And, and in front of that pack was some of the guys that should be swimming a whole lot faster. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this year that that big group is going to break into smaller groups and there will be some time differences out there on the swim. Whether it ends up having any uh, significance, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It depends a lot on who is in which groups and who works for each group once you get out on the bike, I guess. Um, so, because I mean, if 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 somebody is out there in front of Crowe doing all the work to close the gap, then it might not hurt him a lot. But uh, but if he has to do it himself, then it's going to be tough on him. Last year, obviously, well, I went through the the field and I've I've picked out about eight people that can potentially, I think, win the race. Is there anybody who wasn't in the top ten last year um, that you think has has a serious shot at being um, actually taking the title? Um, obviously, there would be lots of guys that can maybe come into the top five or the top ten. But is there anybody out there that you think could potentially win the race that hasn't been in the top ten last year? Uh, that would have to be Marino in that case. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as I as I see, it, there there's been three uh, iron distance performances this year that have uh, sort of stood out, yeah. uh, uh, and that was Marino's in in Austria. Yeah. Uh, however, I mean uh, that that was a very stellar performance all by himself. Great swim, great ride, great run. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he hasn't been able to 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 do that that kind of performance in Kona yet, but I mean potentially he he uh, he should be able to. Mm. Then obviously it's uh, Andreas Rehler in Frankfurt, which yep. is something that I admire very much, uh, especially the the way he was riding and that he just didn't care, just went. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's very impressive in my opinion. Then he he sort of only ran to fifty three or what it was, but uh, he could have possibly run a lot quicker. I don't know uh, mm. how. Uh, he was, uh, and then um, I would have to put my own performance in, yeah, in road. Totally. Earth. Um, but it, and it's 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 difficult to to compare uh, what Andreas did to what I did because mine was you know a sort of an average ride, but a very fast run, and his was a very fast ride and an average run. Yeah. But um, but putting us together uh, will make it interesting, and then then uh, uh, then obviously. 
uh, Crowe you can never take out of the equation, uh, and Mecca, and and possibly another couple of people can can take the win as as I see it. Mm. So so how's your preparation been going? You know, uh, obviously you don't have the disruption of the hand this year, so I'm sure you're you know feeling pretty confident. You know, how's it been going for you the, leading up to the race? I think it's, uh, things have been going well. Uh, I did. At first, my preparation at home, then I was two weeks at uh, the Canary Islands. Um, we have this resort, Playitas, at Fuerteventura that I've been going to a lot, and many of the other European athletes have been there as well um, over the year. And um, I did some really good training there, mainly with um, uh, Jimmy Archer, who also rides for Specialized. Uh, he's like a middle-distance guy. And, and then Martin Jensen from, from Denmark, who who is... Uh, like a high quality training partner because he's he's really really strong uh, and especially in training he he can push me every day yeah. going going at, at my speed in all three uh, all three disciplines and um, he'll be very interesting to follow here as well we're staying together and I, I hope he can do well but he uh, he's a young kid still and he'll he'll take his his time to to learn this game but he's potentially a very big threat in the Ironman world. Oh great. Um, so obviously the girls race, uh, you might know some inside stuff, but obviously, um, be hard to <laughs> look past Chrissy. Who, who are you thinking for, um, you know, maybe taking the, getting on the podium for the, for the girls outside of Chrissy? Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing Julie Dibbins race. Uh, I mean, she, she can potentially be close to Chrissy off the bike. Uh, she probably won't run. Uh, at the same pace, but uh, she's a very, very big podium contender, and and Marinda as well. Yeah. Uh, apart from those two, it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I mean, it's it's probably the the usual the usual girls, uh, Van Blurken, Valenhorst, Theresa Mestel. Uh, I, I I mean, I, I couldn't guess that any better than you. Yeah. I don't have any inside information on those girls, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Any other gossip you've heard from the about the race? Obviously, you've been over there. Well, I suppose the, the, the other question is, what's the feeling like this year? Is that you know? It, I suppose once you've done it a few times, and this is only your second, but it is kind of a bit of a copy and paste experience. Um, you know, what's the feel like? You know, and, what, and what's the buzz like around Kona right now? Um, until now, it has been uh, pretty quiet here. Actually, I mean, you, you, I've been feeling it building up a little the last two days now there are more people down at the pier you see more people out running and riding but it has been pretty quiet still uh, the weather is a, a lot different this year it's uh, a lot cooler than it was last year and and it's actually been raining uh, it was raining when we were riding the other day and last night it was pouring down and um, and we get a lot of clouds coming in during the day so if, if this holds on it could change uh, the race at too, I guess. Um, Sub eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we just get overcast and a little less wind on the bike and then some rain on the run, then why not? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Any, any news from any of your sponsors or anything like that? Anybody you want to give a bit of a plug? Uh, oh, that, that would have to be specialized for my, uh, my shiv bike. I, I, I didn't write that in, in, uh, in road. I, uh, I, I, I only just got it. I think the week before that race and I, I didn't have time to get used to anything. So I stuck with the transition for that race. But then since then I've been riding the Shiv and it, it seems like they made it for this kind of race, you know, with the, with the, with the crosswinds, yeah. it's just super stable out there. And, and I, uh, I really enjoy riding that. So I, I look forward to doing that in the race. Uh, I saw Mecca uh, riding it last year and 
uh, seem to work out for him. So hopefully I'll I'll get a bit of benefit on, on that too. Awesome. Well, uh, only a few days to go now. We'll be watching you live. Yeah, we're and, pretty excited, uh, mate. And following you. So have a great day out there. And Bivin's got one more question. Just to do, you know, like you're an experienced athlete, you know, and you've done, you've been there, done this so many times. Do you still get nervous? Uh, oh yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I I try to to limit it. You know, try to to keep down the uh, anxiety uh, because I mean it doesn't really do me any good. But I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not that old and that experienced that I can just, you know, leave it all out and, and just, just enjoy. I mean, there, there is some tension involved in this, and, and I guess there, there has to be. It's part of getting into the zone where you really uh, get ready to race and really get ready to hurt yourself and, and do your best. Um, but, uh, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of trying to balancing it and, and, and not letting it get you down because it costs some energy too do you love it like you know this is obviously the biggest this is in our sport you know this is the only day where you get all the guns together you know does that make it really exciting as well because obviously you're the kind of person who loves the challenge so does that make that more appealing oh it does yeah Uh, i mean i uh i i really like that um excitement of, of race morning yeah, you know, walking around, checking out your stuff, getting ready, getting your suit on, you know, a little sun cream, going around, chatting to people, just saying brief hello to a lot of people and stuff like that. I, I, I like that, getting in the water. Um, I mean, a, a lot of people are just, you know, shitting themselves when they're in that situation. I, I don't feel like that. I, 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 I actually have, like, a positive excitement about that part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, we'll look forward to following the day. And, yeah, good luck, um, mate. We will uh, potentially be talking to a champion some stage down the track. So all the best for your day and um, have a good one. Yeah, we'll show you kick butt, mate. Love your work. Thank you very much. Cool. And now we have Marinda Carfrey from Kona. Right here on this week's show, um, the Kona Super Special. Very happy Kona Super Special. Uh, Marinda Carfrey, first time on the show. Rinny, is it? Rinny. Rinny, yes. Yep. It's finished second in Kona last yeah, yeah. year with a stellar run. And uh, and obviously the world seventy point three champ the year before. So welcome along to the show, Rennie. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'll just say last year we were, we were actually there. Last year we're not there this year. We were and at the beginning of the run. John saw you run past, and he just goes, "That girl's going to blow." <laughs> and then at the end of the run, we saw you running past just as fast, and we were just you we were just impressive, mate. It was amazing. You must have been. You must have loved that run last year, did you? I mean, it was a pretty special time in pretty difficult conditions. Yeah, well, yes. I'm told it was it was hot. I but I had I knew no different, so I was expecting it to be hot out there. And you know, I was uh, treated to a hot day, and you know, being my first um, marathon and first first race here, I kind of I don't know, maybe ignorance was bliss. Bliss. I um, you know, I just thought that's what it was like here in Kona, and just went about about my business and ended up having a really good run. I was, I was suitably impressed. Yeah. Um, anyway, tell us a bit about your background because, you know, on, on your website page, um, I see results going back to 2002. Um, and I remember seeing something on the French uh, Iron Tour, um, some article somebody sent me at some stage, and there was some women's event running alongside the men's Iron Tour, and, and you were winning a race over there in France, and that might have even been prior to 2002. So maybe let us know when you started tries and, um, and, and sort of your background prior to coming into them. Yeah, I actually started tries. I guess I did my very first triathlon, the 99-2000. Uh, 
summer in, uh, in Australia and uh, before that I actually played basketball from when I was like 7 till 18 and that's sort of where I found triathlon and switched sports. I really had no background in swimming, cycling or running. In fact, oh. I didn't even like running growing up. Um, so yeah, I made my first Aussie team in 2001 and I went to Edmonton for the World Champs and I guess that's when I sort of really started focusing on triathlon. Um, after I made that team, uh, in 2002, I got in the AIS and started traveling. We spent a bit of time in France and I think it was four that I raced the French Iron Tour yeah. and um, and did really well there. But, you know, to be honest, it was pretty light competition. There was only probably three or four women's teams and it was, you know, a trial so having a, a women's event alongside the men's race. It was awesome. I loved the experience, but um, compared to the other racing that, you know, ITU racing that we were doing, it was it wasn't, you know, the toughest competition. Um, and then I started racing, I guess, halves in, I think I did my first half in 02, but it was sort of a one-off and then started focusing a little bit more seriously on it in 05, 06 when the 70.3 series popped up. Yeah. And, yeah, so, so, so five, six, seven, and eight, I just did 70.3s and Olympic distance. And at that point, pretty much, you know, said goodbye to ICU racing. I kind of wasn't wasn't learning how to swim any faster. And um, those races, you really need to be out in the out in the front if you want to be a contender. And then, yeah, the seven point three series had popped up, so that worked in perfectly into my schedule. And I knew Ironman was on the horizon. It was just sort of a ma- matter of time before before I stepped up. And I just wanted to make sure I covered all my bases, and I was fit enough and strong enough physically to handle the distance before I stepped up last year. Hold on. Well, you don't quite have the physique of a basketball player. Like yeah. <laughs> Chrissy had said to us, she's a basketball player. That's great. She's bloody what six foot something tall. But um, you must have yeah. been what a point or something like that. Where you wouldn't have been um, up front. You wouldn't have been a power forward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would have loved to have been a power forward. Those guys have it easy. Um, no, yeah, I was, I was a I was a point guard. Um, but yeah, as I said, I played. Yeah, I loved basketball. I played from when I was seven, and um, you stop growing at, you know, probably 16, and that's when I decided I needed to find another sport if yeah. I wanted to continue playing sport for a living. <laughs> nice. What about, um, you, you obviously talked a bit about the short course stuff. Was was your running, st- obviously your running's a, a huge strength for you now. Were you were you comparable back then, and was it just the swim that was letting you down? Because you, you did have some, some good results there, um, but was just the swim just not quite there? Yeah, definitely the swim was definitely the issue, Um I, I guess I got a, I got a second in a World Cup in Salford one year, and I got two silver medals at under twenty three World Champs. But mm-hmm. you know, once you're racing against you know the the top swimmers in the sport, and, and they have a minute to ninety seconds on you, and you know they can ride just as well as you can. And mm-hmm. I don't know with that sport, it kind of pissed me off a little. Oh, like yeah. I would always be out, you know, with the lesser quality swimmers, but then none of them could ride either. So you think that, you know, if they could swim, they'd work on their bike, and it was never the case. You'd be, you know, if I was lucky if I got out of the water with um, someone like Sam McGlone or uh, Michelle Dillon, like, those guys would work on the bike, but yeah. I always, you know, if they weren't there, then it was sort of me, and they were all, like, sitting around, I think. Yeah. I don't know, in, in Australia, and I, I think the same goes for New Zealand, you know, we're in the race to win. We're not there to make up the numbers, and I think yeah. Yeah. People, some other countries, it's about oh, it'd be cool if I could get top 20. Yeah. Um, and I think that was sort of the mentality 
of some of the athletes that I was racing with at the time, and I don't know, it just got frustrating. Yeah. So why did you not do an Ironman before Kona last year? I'm just curious about that. You know, obviously deciding to do Kona as a rookie was pretty kind of crazy. Why, why was that? Um, well, I just, I wanted to, I, I guess my, my whole philosophy is to look after my body as much as possible and do the least amount for the greatest gains. You know, I want to have a long career. I want to be in this sport for as long as possible and I want to love this sport for as long as possible. I don't think you can compete at the top level if you don't love it. And so I wanted, you know, I thought one Iron Man in my first year, why not make it the biggest one of the year? Um, and I, you know, I did my homework, certainly spoke to all the big names and, and, and sort of felt like I had a good feel for what I needed going into the race. And it, yeah, it was, certainly was a big unknown and never having run an, run a marathon or oh, gone that distance was kind of a little bit crazy, but you know, the risk I was willing to take and at 28 years old, you know, who really cares if I stuffed up? You know, I knew that I'd learn lessons. And in reality, this is the only race that really matters on the Ironman circuit. So I wanted to make sure, I don't know, come here and do it once. If I failed, I failed. I'd, I'd certainly learn some lessons and, and be able to take that into a future race. But um, it turned out I can, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm a better athlete this year for it and yeah. hopefully... Well, yeah, you, you, you had a great day, so I don't think you have to worry too much. But, you know, obviously it was an awesome run, you know, uh, course record and, and ran yourself into second place and, and, as you said, the biggest race in the world. But what about your swim and the bike? I mean, were you happy with those? Um, had you expected more of yourself or did it pretty much go as planned? Yeah, I um, I really had no idea. I remember talking to Welshy race week and I really had no idea how to pace the bike. I knew I'd done my homework. I knew I'd done the work and I was in great shape, but I just really didn't know what it was going to feel like or what it should feel like on the bike for racing for, you know, five hours. Um, so I kind of, I actually end up having a really bad swim for me. I leading into the race, I sort of, my swimming was an afterthought and I can't really afford to have it as an afterthought since I'm kind of a weak swimmer anyway, but mm. I was so concerned with making the distance on the bike and the run that the swim became a recovery session or, you know, a session at the end of the day and, and my swim fell off a little bit and I ended up getting out, out of the water probably at least a minute to 90 seconds slower than I would, you know, any other day um, oh, okay. or I had earlier in the year, I'd be getting out with the, the girls that were out a minute ahead of me. So I was a little bit disappointed with with my swim, and then yeah, as I said, I sort of I caught up to the main contenders other than Chrissy because she was already mm-hmm. off the front, and then I had paced off those girls for yeah. a lot of the bike. Um, but I don't know. This year, I feel like I have a better idea of what it should feel like, and I think you know, I'm confident in racing my own race and not really worrying about keying off anyone else. Because I think that day also, I ended up keying off um, like. Um, Achille Jones, who is an amazing athlete, but sort of on her way out. Um, Belinda Granger, who just wasn't riding the way she normally rides, and then Kat Morrison, who it turns out was sick. Yeah. So and Becky, who got you know drafting penalty after drafting penalty, so sitting too close. So um, yeah, I ended up um, not. I ended up keying off athletes that really weren't having yeah, great days, and I was having a really no good drafting. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no drafting. Well, you know, there's drafting 10, meet, 10 metres, but, you know, there's, there's the athletes that like to push the limit yeah. a little bit. Well, as a rookie, what surprised you about the first day or your first race? 
Um, I think I was pretty well prepared. Uh, I was a little surprised, I guess, at how intense it was from the gun. Um, and that's one other reason I think I didn't have a, a great swim. And usually in half Ironman races and Olympic distance races, I'm like pumped and I'm like ready to go at the start line. And I was a bit more relaxed than normal because I figured, oh, it's a nine hour day. Yeah. You know, they're not going to go fight out from the start, but that is not the case at all. It's like, <laughs> it's full on from the gun. And, you know, maybe they're just getting out for the first 500 or whatever, but you need to be ready to go from that gun. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're behind the eight ball from the start. So I guess that's the main thing that surprised me. Obviously, so far this year, it's been a you know, really good year for you. You've got lots of first places in your 70.3 races. Um, but also notice you've done the, the Rev 3 and some the tri, one of the Tri Grand Prix races. Um, how have you found those non-WTC races? And are, they, are you finding they're stacking up as term, in, in, in the form of a, a good overall race for pros and, and age groupers? Uh, are you finding them stacking up pretty well? Oh, so they're stacking up fantastically well. And in fact, I think the Rev 3 event was one of the best, one of the highlights of my year. Oh, really? um, it drew a great pro field. And then they had really, well, they had really good prize money, which drew a really good pro field. But also just for spectators. And I think they had, I don't even know, 70,000 viewers um, in Europe alone. Wow. Um, because it was live coverage. So I just feel like, you know, they did a really good job of getting the event on the internet and live, and also, you know, they made a pretty good little package after to, to send out um, as well. So I feel like, and, you know, that's the second year I did that, uh, Half Ironman Rev 3, and the first year was no different. Like, it felt like, you know, they'd been doing it for years. Nothing went, went wrong. It was run really smoothly. It was a hard race. Mm. It's a really hard bike course. So, you know, those athletes that like to push the limit on the, on the bike and get a little close, it didn't really matter because there were so many hills that it split it up anyway. Oh, um, so it was really, I just felt a really fair race and like a really, a really good one. Um, and then I did the, uh, the Tri Grand Prix the next weekend in uh, Basque Country and that was just a really awesome race to do. It was kind of a different distance. Uh, it was like 2.5 k swim, which isn't really ideal for me, but it's just beautiful swim point to point and then really hilly, really tough bike again, uh, which I think... Yeah, you know, sports sort of crying out for a more hard hard bike, yep. um, hard bike rides to split up the bike, and then yeah, the run was just around the town. So and it got a huge amount of support. I remember <laughs> just running through their little town hall, and there's people just going crazy, the Basque people <laughs> going nuts out in the streets. So it was really cool. Oh, great. Uh, so how, how are you feeling going into this year's race? You know, it's obviously the big event of the year and, you know, now, you know, last year you turn up no expectations, you have this blind of a race. There's there's a different pressure on you now. So how are you feeling around that? You know, I actually felt like last year there was more pressure than I was than I expected. Oh, really? I came into the race last year and, and I felt like, you know, I'd be under the radar, but I ended up having to do all of the NDC stuff, the, the press conference and... And I, I don't know, I, I perceived a lot more pressure last year than this year, but I think it's because this year I have it, I expect it and I've been here before and I know, you know, exactly what's expected of me from, you know, the media and from WTC. So I sort of, I don't feel like there's as much pressure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that might change as the week goes on. So far I've sort of, I don't know, I feel like I'm well prepared and I feel like I'm ready to go. And the, the, the form, you feel, you're feeling like your fitness is exactly where you want it to be? 
I think so, yeah. And, you know, I just think I'm I'm a stronger athlete than I was last year, and that's all I can really ask for. Like, I, I, I'm definitely running better than I was last year, and I'm cycling better, but, nice. you know, you've got to still put it together on race day, so we'll see what happens. You know, all I ask for every year of myself is to see a small improvement. If I can see a small improvement every year, uh, and I plan to be here for, you know, up to 10 years, so hopefully at some point I'll, I'll get to the top of the podium. I mean, um, you, you talked about media commitments there. Obviously, we're interviewing you now. I know you've got another one tomorrow. How much work is there in, in race week for you guys? You know, obviously, you're second place last year, so you, you're one of the main picks there. I mean, um, is there a lot? I know for Craig Alexander last year, um, he was doing a huge amount. Um, how are you finding it? Yeah, I think um, most of my sponsors, well, all of my sponsors are really supportive and really understanding. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I've got you know a couple of signings and obviously – the, men, the the NBC coverage and and uh, press conference and so forth. But I think throughout the year, of pretty much every race has been, um, I've had a lot of obligations in most races I've gone to. So mm-hmm. I think I'm just getting used to having a lot of things to do before a race, and it just I think it just gets easier because you know you expect it and um, you kind of try and slot everything around your training and make sure you're getting enough rest and I don't know, for the most part I feel like this week's, it's, it's actually not too bad because everything's spread out over the week, whereas some, some of the 70.3s I go to, you'll be there on Thursday night, you'll have yeah. a bunch of things to do Friday, Saturday and you've got to race Sunday, so yeah. um, it's kind of nice that I've got the whole week to get things done. Cool. You've, got, you've obviously got the, um, the, Chrissy the Chrissy factor to deal with and she seems like you know she's <laughs> setting all sorts of records all over the place. And uh, How do you find that mentally, you know, going into the race knowing she's such a force and you had a, a good race last year, she was 20 minutes in front, um, she's done great things at road. How do you find that mentally? If, for example, she is way up the road again, do you just focus on what you're doing or do you, you, you think about what she's up to? Yeah, look, I, I've got a huge amount of respect for Chrissy, and and I think it's great for our sport and, and for women in sports. She's really set the bar the bar high, and you know I think if I had come in last year and she wasn't there and I'd won, you know what? Then then what? So I mm. think it's good to have that person out the front to to sort of set the pace. And for me, you know, like I I hope to compete against her, and I hope to be up. Last year, she she won by twenty minutes. That's I wasn't even in the ballpark. No one was in the ballpark, and mm-hmm. I think that the women's field. I think this year you'll see will be closer, and I think it'll it'll get closer every year. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I really have to just focus on my own race and and do the best I can do, and you know, hopefully get off the bike and have her within you know closer than twenty five minutes. I think it was <laughs> last year. So, but I don't know. I, I hope that I hope that we can make a bit more of a race out of it. Um, you know, there's there's no reason why she can't be beaten, yeah. but she's certainly set the bar high. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Do, do you guys get sick of talking about Chrissy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, she, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure every interview you do, you have to always talk about Chrissy. Is that a pain in the ass? Kind of is. Yeah, because every <laughs> single interview, people are like. So how are you going to be Chrissy? You know, like, well, let's not talk about Chrissy. Like, what, what am I going to do to be a better athlete? That's, that's what I've got to be concerned about. And, you know, one race this year, I crossed the finish line. I probably had one of my best halves I've ever done. I, I ran like a 116 
on an accurate course because I asked the race director after the race in fine men, crossed the finish line, not 10 seconds after the announcer's like, great race, it's a course record. And then he says, but did you know Chrissy went, what, eight, whatever, in Roth? And I'm like, Jesus, can we, can we just focus on me for five minutes? You know? We love you. We love you. If we get you back on the show, I'm going to make a vow. We will never ask you about Chrissy again, no matter what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's totally fine, you know. And she, uh, she's earned that. She's, yeah, you know, she's she's earned the right to be to be talked about all the time. And you know, until somebody steps up and challenges her, then you know that's that's the way it's going to be. So, but I can't understand frustration, you know, because you know, like far out, you're doing amazing things as well. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, look, looking ahead, um, you mentioned you well, you haven't done another Ironman outside of um, Kona that, that I've seen of. So, how are you sort of feeling about the WTC's rule changes? It'll force you to do two Ironmans in a year. And, and what do you think of their sort of overall strategy? Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not that impressed with the the changes. I think the system could work, but I don't think that they you know they need to tell us we need to do another Ironman. I mean, as I said, I'm all about least amount for the greatest gain yeah. and you know, I'm only I'm twenty nine now and I feel like the formula that I've had last year and this year has been really good for me, so why should I have to go and race another Ironman to validate my position as you know, someone that should be racing in Kona. Um and I know like I spoke to Crowley and he's pretty pissed about the whole thing the whole thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, his formula's been spot on the last couple of years and and they're basically telling him, Well, if you want to race next year, I don't care if you win, you need to go and do another Ironman. So yeah. you know, I don't one I don't agree with that. I think there should be maybe top five athletes should automatically qualify for the next year. Um or at least they should they should um, allow Kona to be counted as an Ironman because I think you can count four races. So, yeah, Kona could be my one Ironman. Yeah. Um, but they've just decided that, yeah, you can't – Kona can't be one. So that's kind of thrown a bit of a spanner into the works for me. But I think, um, yeah, I'm going to look for an early season Ironman. I won't be super fit to race it, but I think I'm just going to go and – get through it and, and then try and have a normal year. So I think that's the best way for me to handle um, the situation and you know, it basically just means me going out and not really going through the motions but um, not really racing another Ironman, just mm. getting out there and getting ticking off that criteria for mm-hmm. IT, for um, WTC so that I can come back and line up next year. Mm. Do, you, do you think that you will get the pros, you know, the, you, you, the real top-level pros like you, who are, you know, you're really maybe just treating the extra I mean you have to do as a long training day, you know, and, you know, instead of, you know, because you're obviously you're an yeah. Ironman to race it, you're going to be detrimental to your system that you've created for yourself. So that's not really yeah. good for the sport either, is it? Exactly. And that's why I don't really understand why they've decided to, to make that a rule. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just have to go out and, and race it within myself instead of, yeah, I, I like to race hard and I like to race from the gun, so it'll be hard to sort of go out and know that I'm not really out there to, you yeah. know, do a PB or to uh, race my best Ironman. So I'll just have to, yeah, try and treat it as athlete, doesn't it? Well, that's what it means to, um, if that's what it takes to get back to the start line here, then, you know, I'll do it. 
So if, if people want to try to catch you this week in Kona, whereabouts are you going to be? If, if you've got any signings and stuff. Yep, I got. I have a signing with K-Swiss. I believe it's 10 to 11 on Wednesday. Yeah. And I also have a, a signing with Cannondale, and I think that's 2 till 3, uh, the Cannondale booth. Very good. So, so, um, what, about, Thursday. what about the party? You going to the party this year? It's a good party. <laughs> Am I going to the party? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm all over that. She is the party. She's, <laughs> there's no party yeah. in these Marindas yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just start until I get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's like a Beko's Beat song. <laughs> so if, um, if anybody wants to check out Marinda's website, go to marindacarfree.com. I just see on here if you want to buy something from all three sports, you put in rent a, a code there on Marinda's website, you get a discount, so there's always good deals. 15% have. discount, John. Nice. So get on marindacarfree.com. Yeah. You have a, a great race out there and um, we hope you kick butt kick ass so, yeah. and do it for we'll do, it, do it for Oceania we haven't uh, oh we've got Joe Lorne yeah, we've got Joe Lorne and Gina <laughs> but um, we will claim it if you get, if you get up there onto the number one position you, you're, you're an Oceanian yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're claiming it okay alright all, right, all, all the best with your week's training thanks for your time mate Sponsor, because we 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 planned to have an interview with Sandy. We've done so many flipping interviews today, we missed him, and uh, and so we couldn't get him. So later on the show, we're going to talk about the interview we're going to have with Sandy, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen because we talk, we did that earlier. It's happening. It's been a long show, John. We started the show at six thirty this morning. I know. It's going to be ten thirty by the time we finish. It's been a big year. This is commitment. It's going to be a record. It's going to be close to two hours, I'd say. Just one thing, guys. Just one thing with regards to the X and Juris website. Be careful of your history yes. going into it. Bevan typed an X. <laughs> I busted him. A triple X something else came up. But I explained my way out of it, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Extreme endurance. I've got quite a few athletes racing over in Kona. We've talked to mm. Yvonne Van Vlerken, who's uh, had a second place there. Expected to win it now that she's on this Extreme Endurance. Um, we've also got... Timo Bracht. Timo Bracht and Helene Bidevat. Um I'm not sure what she is. Where do you going to go? It'll be pretty good. I think it'll do top five. Top five? Yeah. Oh, um, well, that's a bit out, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he's probably got it to win it. But he's, he's won Ironman Germany, but he, he doesn't, he hasn't had that amazing race in Kona. But he's a good enough runner. If he can be there off the bike, he could be one of those guys that could be running for the win. He's, he's good enough, but he's often been a little bit down and then run through the field. Do you know what? Just, just as a side note from endurance here, mm-hmm. we forgot to say the discussion of the week. This week, your, pon- your Kona picks. That's true. Put yeah, them up there. Yeah, so we've already done ours. Yeah, yeah, so put your Kona picks up there, your top five for yes. male and female. Yep. Because we didn't say that at the time. No. Okay, okay, anyway. And yep. they've also got uh, Pete Verusik. Pete Verusik. He'll always be there or thereabouts, and it must be helping him because he races so flipping much, having this extreme endurance. And then Heidi Jessberger. And we'll have to talk about Heidi's story when we um, catch Ush- up with. Who's Ushi? I'm not sure. That's why we were going to oh. talk to Sandy about her. She's got a little bit of an interesting story. Um, but get your extreme endurance, xendurance.com. Use the code IMTALK. You get a discount off that. I've got the extreme endurance, and I've got a whole bunch of other products in terms of your... Um, go to the products page, Bevan. Well, I think just one other thing to mention is that it's been tested for banned substances. Like, a lot of these products oh, yeah. get 
get um, made within the same places that has been substances as well. They're all produced in the same factories, basically. And so sometimes people will get done for drugs. Someone like, you know, Contador, that's probably what happened to him, mate. Probably. Yeah, yeah because he's probably taking some tainted supplement, yeah, John. No, it's tainted meat, I think. Tainted meat, yeah, yeah. obviously. And so whereas extreme endurance has actually tested. been tested so that you're not going to go and do a race and get done for banned substances, which for most of you people out there is probably not a concern, but it's just for your own good nature to know exactly. that you're not cheating. So, uh, but you want me to go products? Products, get on there. Products I've got, you've got Extreme Endurance, which is the one that uh, helps you reduce your lactic acid. And what we're going to do when we get Sandy on the show is we're just going to talk about their other products. I've got the Extreme Joint 4, Extreme Vital, um, they've also got the Amigas, which is like what Bevan, um, Bevan is on, yep. and then you've got your prostate powder, six and prostate hey. issues are pretty widespread amongst the male Get it checked community. out, boys. Get it checked out. Especially sitting on a bike forever. Exactly. So, mm. xendurance.com, be like the Kona athletes, put in your code IM, talk your discount, and get on it. Bob's your uncle. Okay, then. Uh, let's put questions and answers on. We're actually kind of done this after the show, so we're back now. And put Here, we the show. Here we go. Questions and answers, and uh, we got a, we got an email through from M. No, I'm just making it bigger because John's blind. Oh, come on, I bet you couldn't read that. Yeah, I could. Uh, my, my sight's all right actually. Yeah, yeah. You're sitting square in front of me. Oh, she's just saying she heard the interview last week that she did, and she said it was a pretty good interview. <laughs> it was. Uh, one more thing, if you think of it with iron supplementation, we don't recommend self-medicating because not only the side effects I mentioned, but over Iron loading uh, can be quite toxic. There are carcinogenic risks for those with hemochromatosis, uh, <laughs> uh, a generic disorder of iron metabolism. It uh, can be dangerous. Some of the research shows supplementing one to two times per week can be beneficial as supplementing as supplementing daily. I'm interested for my own use as well, since being near Vigo. So, um, but iron supplementing needs to be assessed on a case-by-case basis. Woohoo! M. So if you want to get any power cookies? <laughs> nice, I like how you did that. You just took it back to the power cookie. Powercookies.com. <laughs> I tell you what, the what? new the new formula is gold. The new what? The formula. New, yeah, yeah, for the power cookie. Yeah. Yeah. The bar or the cookie? No. Well, the bar's good as well, but the yeah. new because your old cookie did get a little bit dry. Well, it goes through changes. Yep. But the new one. The new one's sensational. Okay. Anyway, uh, John Simons. Uh, telling us about the Mon Von 2 triathlon which I haven't actually heard of before he, he just said, reckons it's hard ass John yeah you see he went and did it uh, it's, a, it's a half Ironman 3k swim 90k bike 30k well it's a bit longer 30k run um, athletes that he went over with from the Sterling Tri Club Jenny Chittle Simon Puttick and our head coach John Lunn um, and he said just incredibly hard day 3k swim you're starting in the dark 15 minutes before dawn first 20k is a cycle into the minstrel which is a really strong wind over there and then up over Mont Ventoux which would be very very difficult it's uh, one of the toughest climbs um, over there in France and then the run it was two 15k laps with 450 metres of climbing in each lap wow. which is a lot on yeah. the run course uh, most athletes say it's the hardest try they've done 250 metres how high is that that'd be but it's higher than the Port Hills. Wow, three laps of the two laps of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably as high as the top of the Port Hills, which is that's good honest racing, eh? Yeah, it's very very difficult. Uh, and a lot of the guys said that it's uh, much harder than any other Alpe the sort of or... the hard triathlons, either like Alpe d'Huez and, and what have you. So, if you want to check out a good solid race, do a search for the Mont Ventoux Triathlon. Okay, John. Um, anything? Our, our sponsor. We're going to interview Sandy. Sandy, it's coming up. We've done that. It will have, they will have been on before this. Have we already done that? We're going to do that now. Are we? 
Okay, we're doing it now. We've already done it. No, no, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. We're doing it now? We're doing it now. No, we've done it. No, we've done it. No, we've done it. Here it comes. We've done it. You can't say anything. I'm editing the show. We've done it. Okay, well, what are you? That's my one veto I can have on you because you veto everything else I do. You put it in somewhere. Yeah, the sponsors are. That was a great interview with Sandy. Yes. Sponsors are. Athletics.com. What have you done today, John? Coffeesofwire.com and Extreme. Get your speedos and listen to Sandy. There you go. You didn't get me. You see, it's what you were payback, wasn't it? It was. It's going to be a show, John. I love it. Okay, what's happening, John? What's your got to be. It's a kind of special. Actually. My um, podcast, yes. Fitness Behaviour. Oh, you got the next one out. The next one's out today. So if you listen to the first one and enjoyed it, um, you can go to bevanjamesisles.com and um, you can get the link on there and go and take you through to iTunes. Subscribe because it just makes it easier to get show every month. It's just once a month. It's been hugely successful. Go. It's got to number five of all podcasts on iTunes. So it's not about, it's not about volume talk. No, yeah, what else could it be about uh, volume talk? Because <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So have you got more downloads than I am talking? Well, not long term. No, 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 because no, because what iTunes does is it just aggregates who's biggest right now. Right. So like we're, we're bigger. Oh yeah, no, we are bigger. <laughs> we are bigger. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if we'll be for much longer. Seriously, on a per show basis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, this, this, listen to the podcast. People are loving it. Right. So, and it's my serious side because one of the reviews on iTunes goes, "Bev was quite funny. I didn't realise he had this other side to him." <laughs> It's my right. intelligent side. I do have an intelligent side. It doesn't come out much. But anyway, so go to Bevan James Isles, check it out, follow me on Twitter, and it's all good. It's all happening. Um, John. Yes. Tell me about your life. We're running. Wait a second, back it up, back it up, because we finished last week's show, uh-huh. and we, there's a few questions I needed to know. This could be a long long show if I've got to go into my full details. Don't worry, John. It's Kona. They're going to be writing. They need, they're bored. They're sitting around. They want some stories. Go. Okay, so, so Belinda's birthday. Belinda's birthday. Yep, you had the present. A bit of a bloody procession, I tell you that. <laughs> so we recorded the show early. Yep. And um, gonna take her out for wine. Went went home that day. No, this was before that. Okay. Went home, decided to wrap up the present. Decided Thomas likes wrapping and unwrapping presents. So. Yep, yep that's what we need to give the kids is wrap. So we, we wrap it up. <clears throat> I said, Thomas, you're not allowed to tell Mum what the present is. <laughs> She asked them, didn't she? So she, she goes out with Thomas and she says, Oh, Daddy was just showing me her birthday present. Oh, did she and, um, and Tommy says, Oh, what, Glee? And, uh, and so Belinda found out then, and I didn't know about this, and then we were just mucking around on the bed. So she, she tricked them? Yeah, but then, then she didn't tell me, but then we're mucking around on the bed. Um, not, not in that way. With the, cat, with the kids on there. And, um, and it came out again. I said, Thomas, don't tell Mummy about. The present, and she he goes, oh, don't don't worry, Daddy, I won't tell her about Glee. <laughs> Great, so that, I got her the Glee box edition, yep, whatever. She loves Glee. She, she loves her Glee, and so I thought it was a good. Present. Do you like Glee? Um, it's got its moments. Yeah, yeah it's good. I haven't seen it, but um, it's very popular. So that was number one. Number two, the other surprise that I'd arranged, I'd arranged for the kids on Friday night to go to Belinda's parents, so we'd have a night um, just going to town or yeah, whatever, yeah, just hey, have a night away from the kids. It's a bit of romance. And Tom, uh, what were we, we going to do in town? Just go out for a meal. Nothing, oh, nothing nice. too Where'd right. you go? Uh, we ended up just going to the Brickworks just down the road. Oh, okay, nice. It's hardly town. It's no. more local, but hey. Well, we, we went to town for a bit. But anyway... Um, oh, you hit the town? No, we didn't. Oh. But anyway, we're out for breakfast on Tuesday morning, her birthday with her, with her family. Yeah. And her dad's um, outside and going to the kids. Oh, so we're, we're going to see you on Friday. You're coming around to stay? <laughs> so there we go. Surprise number two. <laughs> Ruined. And then finally, the third surprise was taking her out for wine tasting on Tuesday night. Yep. And my mum come, turns up. I told Belinda, right, we're going out. I didn't tell her where we're going. Yep. And so my mum comes around and to look after the kids and put them to bed. And she goes, oh, so where are you going for this wine tasting? <laughs> she 
just got screwed over by the family on every different <laughs> angle possible. It's next year, insane. mate. Next year, I'll look after your kids. I'm not telling anybody. No, next anything. year, because you know what? As much as I talk a lot, I, you can trust me. Because I learned in life, don't even tell anyone secrets because then people trust you more, so you find out more gossip. So next year, mm. sort out with me. Joe and I will look after your kids because yep. I don't think you're trusting with me alone and yep. then and we'll look after your kids and we'll, you can sort out whatever you want to sort out and I won't tell a soul I'm not telling, not telling anybody no not your family your family no. can't keep a secret Jeez. <laughs> other than that the other piece of exciting news is a running form has finally turned a oh really you've turned a page did a three hour run last uh, Tuesday oh, nice. Wednesday two hours in the hills got off Hills, hour on the flat, two twenty-five minute blocks at marathon pace, so about that three forty-five. Felt great. Piece of cake. Now you're going to do a, a two twenty. Yeah, Rasmus, a two thirteen. Yes. yes. So feeling a little bit more confident. I only had one good run, but it's like thank goodness there's something in those leagues because I was getting starting to get a little nervous. Other than that, life is normal. Should I do the half marathon with no training? No. Oh. Well, what are you going to get out of it? Like, well, because it's just you get to finish in the stadium. I was just thinking of an easy run. No, you gotta have you gotta you'd have to have a decent run, a reason for it. Um well, it's just the experience running through yeah. Melbourne would be kinda of pretty. You had any sort of expectations. No, no, no. And I wouldn't push it because I've been injured, so I was just thinking well maybe I'll just turn up and do like a one thirty, kinda of cruise it, mm. go on say M C G at the end. M C G looked pretty impressive in that that AFL final at the weekend. The Ocean League. Bits of it. To half time. I'm off to Melbourne. Yes. Yes. Uh, for those who like group fitness, I'm going to be teaching at Virgin Active. <laughs> so they teach Les Mills there, obviously. Yeah, it's a big thing. All right. Yeah, I'm coming to Melbourne. Boom, boom. I hate the way Scott does that. It's really annoying. Um, taking my daughter to Melbourne. She's pretty nice. excited, John. Yes. She's told me quite a few times she doesn't want to go with me. <laughs> so, oh, really? Well, uh, yeah, pretty much. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it breaks my heart, John, because you're just trying to do your bit for your daughter and. She's of an age where Dad's no longer cool, John. Mm. And I cried myself to sleep at night, but that's okay because I'm just doing it because she needs life experience. Gotta take it a hairspray. So hell's hairspray? Hairspray's a musical. It's kind of like Glee, really. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, Belinda like down hairspray, and uh, then a few mates. Sean O'Porno. Gonna be staying with Sean O'Porno. Good. Is he running? Uh, I don't think he is actually. He's got a new job, John. He's got a new job that takes time. Talk it up. Yeah. Just make time for training. Uh, any other gossip? Not really. So you're not going to be watching too much of the kind of coverage? I probably won't get to see much of it. No, yeah. no, to be honest. Which, well, I'm staying at Porno, so maybe I will. Mm. Maybe Porno and I will just big do screen it. out. And it's a different time of day, so it'll be like five o'clock finish, and maybe by the time we have dinner on a Sunday night, be watching Kona coming in. Go. Oh, good times. So, again, good luck to everybody racing Kona this weekend. I hope the day is a good one for you. Yep. And we will have a Super Kona special wrap-up show next week. Super Kona special wrap-up show. Now, we might have to do it Wednesday morning. Early Wednesday morning. I'm okay with that. Because I arrive at midnight. We'll, we'll sort it out. Okay. We'll we will deliver. Time. We will, because that's how we roll. We've never missed a show, John. I'm Russ. I'm in, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.